0: Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Nerds Who Haunted Themselves podcast. I'm Stuart Moraine and I was joined this week by Isma Corliffe, she of size fame, and Tony Esmond, he of the Awesome Comics podcast fame. And uh, we got together to talk about Comic-Cons, the UK comic scene, what it's like running in a convention, all that sort of thing. Uh, we talked for about an hour and a half. Um, it was a really good chat, I had a really good time recording it, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. So I shall... Uh, pass you back over to past us uh, and I will roll the thing (laughs) i like the idea that which one am
1: i i know
0: (laughs) i'm not sexy enough to be dan so your
2: your tony is i'll have to say that's that's fine oh i like the idea that tony's
0: bizarro vince (laughs) oh (laughs) Oh,
2: you could never be bizarro dan there's
0: there's, dan is i'm pretty sure dan just transcends all (laughs) all (laughs) Uh, anyway (laughs) uh hello is and tony Hello. Oh, started, that's good. We're starting, yeah. <laughs>
2: Vince makes to me every fun, time.
0: Man. It's bad <laughs> enough on the first Y comic.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. Vince makes <laughs> us go quiet for five seconds so he can get in character.
0: Oh, does he? I usually count in, but I just thought, oh, fuck it, well, I'll just fade up into it. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's good to be on a podcast with you, Iz. We've tried a few times.
3: We we have, yes. We managed one, didn't we? Yeah, we I'm did. Sure yeah, we did. One,
2: then I did one Lipsy, another time, didn't I, on a
3: mm-hmm.
2: roving one? It's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel They're like just... some sort of semi-regular annoying guest on your podcast, Stu. It's like the third time.
0: Sorry, I'm a semi-regular annoying host on it. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so
0: But yeah, um, <laughs> Comic-Cons. I think we've all got a little bit of experience with them. Is that yeah. the right word? Well, you two run one and I get paid to go and work at them. So I
2: suppose there's, there's different sides of the fence on there.
0: Yeah. So, well, I mean, I allegedly run one. <laughs> <laughs> shit just seems to fall together because <laughs> oh. everybody knows running a con is easy
1: oh
3: yeah it's yeah. Yeah. yeah do it in so, your sleep mate yeah. yeah
0: lately you just chuck it all together and absolutely it happens <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah so sort of where's best to begin should we so yeah um is you ran size for how many years
3: in, well it, just... it i didn't quite get to 10 because we started in 2011 um no we didn't we started yes we did oh dear this is going well isn't it <laughs> <laughs> they all um, bleed
0: into one after oh, all i know
3: no we start. we started in 2011 but it was mike Olwood who used to run bristol expo for okay. years, and years and years and years and years um about 25 years i think he's got experience and uh he basically he wanted to run one in cardiff and he knew a few cardiff based artists and he said does anybody know anybody that would be interested and um i'd um got involved with one that never actually ran in the end because the guy trying to organize it was a clown let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um
3: so uh, so my, my my name was i was the good guy in that relationship so um he called on me and i jumped at it because hello comics i'm an event manager by day um so it was a perfect kind of opportunity really he retired three years ago and I took over. I oh, guess.
1: cool.
3: And then I closed it this year. Boom.
1: <laughs> but we'll talk right. about that in a minute. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: So and then sort of Tony, you've been tabling and visiting cons for a few years yeah now.
2: Yeah. So we've um I have I've, I've tabled with the Autumn awesome Comics podcast and I've been attending Cons since I think eighty four was my first. Um and now my role at Nobrow is to um is marketing and sales really. So I do if, if no bracket convention basically i'll be running the table and liaising with the run, people who run the con and stuff like that you know so that's kind of my role i've never run one i'm not that brave <laughs>
0: <laughs> but and uh, you, you've been to quite a few different kinds of cons as well yeah the big ones to the indie ones and probably yeah seen a few come and go and yeah i have
2: yeah and um i know we're getting we're getting a question about favorite and least favorite later and my favorite is from years ago i have to be honest with you but uh yeah now i've seen, seen quite a few i've been Europe and America as well. I've done a few sort of things. So and they, 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 we'll talk about it in a bit, I'm sure, but there's mm. different kinds on there and stuff. you know. I think we need to sort of clarify that a bit, I suppose. Yeah.
0: So, well, I suppose that this is a good time to jump in with Sam's question okay? and sort of yeah, get yeah. the ball rolling on that because it, it sort of opens doors. So yeah, Sam Webster messages with a question of, you know, it's a bit on the nose, but what's the best and worst conventions you've ever been to and why? So yeah. who, who wants to go first?
3: Tony, you go
2: first. Um, mine was UCAC. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think it was the second one I went to, which is 86. I think I missed a year. Um, I, used, I was trying to... I got the flyer somewhere, and I can't quite find it for when we come on. Um, but it was like Dave Sim and Alan Moore and um, Frank Miller and all that sort of thing. And as a sort of 15-year-old, it was just mind-blowing, you know, just to sit there and listen to all these sort of idols who... And who I had no access to and couldn't really tell you what they looked at looked like because you never you never saw what they looked like and you know wandering up a staircase and bumping into Alan Moore and just being like a gog that he wanted to speak to people and it was a it was a very interactive it was like the um the 2000 AD conventions are more these days is um fans and professionals sort of mingle together I think especially Mm. in the bar into the sort of grand tradition of British comic conventions you know it tends to be everyone just six o'clock or even sometimes before everyone sort of descends into the bar and starts drinking and it it was more of a social thing now there was no sort of rope between us you know the vip area and you know there's none of that going on it was uh, a bit like that you went to the 40th didn't you is the 2008
3: i did i did it was brilliant and i think we should do it every year yeah so do
2: i yeah because it was
3: huge and it was really really well attended and loads of guests actually couldn't make it so it'd be really it'd be really nice if they could actually yeah doing one and not maybe telling lawless off for running an yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah,
2: and it was so short as well it really was yeah you know i went and sat in the bar and i'm like sat next to i don't know you know alan grant or someone it was really mm-hmm. nice you know we, yeah. we had a, we had an absolute blast of that we actually absolutely loved it and that's one of my favorites i think that one what about you guys is
3: um historically i think because you you started with um ukac but i i would say my my first was my favorite that sounds really dodgy um bristol i went to bristol for years yeah. um before i was even married and i've been married forever so around 2000 i think i went to my first one um with rich and it was back then it was just well because that one you said has been been and gone but it was bristol and yeah. birmingham were the only ones yeah bristol
2: kind of took over as the premier one for me yeah I
3: think. yeah, yeah. So, bristol and birmingham birmingham was good but what you were saying actually um about the roped off areas and stuff that's funny because Birmingham still does that to this day and that's the one thing that irritates me a little bit about Birmingham back in the day and it it bix. however Bristol Expo was just lovely I've just really it's just nostalgia for me I think because it was it was really big and bustling in the big um exhibition train sheds whatever they're called the
2: one next to the train station is that where it was when you went yeah yeah yeah. I know it moved about a bit didn't it but it's there for a while and it was I tabled at those yeah I think I was tabled at that one you were at actually
3: oh yeah very likely um but uh it was, it was a really good size con to start off with because it wasn't like a big London one or a big New York Comic Con one. Yeah. Um, so it was nice for that. Now, I would have to, I've got to go with Thought Bubble, really, because it's, Okay. The, it's, it's the biggest, most successful one uh, that's dedicated to comics and purely comics and that's what we're all about, isn't it, on this podcast. Yeah. we That's what yeah. we're talking um, and I think they do it really well and that the diversity is good, the amount of guests they get is great. I mean, they get, a chug ton of money from funding and councils and stuff, which a lot of lot of convention organisers don't get um, access to. But I think yeah. they're, they're what's, what's this funding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I, I tried. I didn't get. Anywhere. Let me write that down. <laughs> no, I know. But no, they, they get quite a lot of funding from various places. But they're also 11, 12 years old, so they've got to where they are by just yeah. hard graft and growing. And the fact that they're moving is a testament, I think. I know it's a controversial decision, but I think that if anyone can do it, they can. To be honest. Yeah uh oh. so it's, it's my favorite also it's my favorite to work for um okay. because i worked there for the first time as a red shirt last year and it was an absolute blast yes, I was, you
2: looked after me very well you're in charge thank, of our that, area. thank, thank you. you
3: thank yeah. you um it's <laughs> fucking knackering but um and you didn't stop but uh it was it was really great and they treat people really well and blah 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 so that's my probably my favorite ones
2: okay my go. current favorite one is probably elcaf i think um, um. I really I just, want... have you been to el cafe yet you haven't any no. of you guys no you should come it's it's like a smaller there's a smaller slightly more illustrative version of thought bubble same sort of vibe you know same okay. sort of uh friendly friendly staff and you know little little beer beer tents and stuff like that and i think i think you I like know. it actually i think you dig it yeah, yeah, well, I, not like just beer, yeah. Beer, I like but comics but so there you
3: go yeah <laughs> sort of. i like london so
0: there you go what well, about yeah. you Stuart? uh i think for me it's bristol as well um it wasn't my first one. The first one I went to was in Gloucester Leisure Centre, but that was more of a four blokes from Star Wars, but they did have <laughs> comics there as well, although no comic guests, but I did manage to get a few decent back issues. Yeah. Back in the day. But yeah, Bristol 2004, 2005.
1: Okay.
0: That was that was the years I went, whichever year Jim Lee was at. I was,
2: was there, there that, year. that year. Yeah. Yeah, I waited for Ages on the Sunday for him to do a talk and he didn't turn up. Uh, took for ages, and I thought, I've got to get back home because I've got to work tomorrow, and I ended up leaving it, and he, I think he appeared like half an hour later or something, you know,
0: <laughs> one of those sort of things. Yeah, I wish I'd joined the queue to get a sketch from him now, seeing how much he charges, but <laughs> the line was pretty much out the door, and I was, had Kat cat with me, and she was like, I really don't want to wait this long for it. Mm. I was like, you can go off and look at other things. She was like, there's nothing here for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, all right, I'll just get him to sign a couple of books. I'll get she one for me long and long one for a... Pretty good. Yeah, so... So yeah, so that was it, and sort of they had actors there because I remember they had the male Holly from Red Dwarf, and that. Right. But it was it was grossly outnumbered by the amount of comic people there. Mm. Yeah, and that was sort of my first experience of, even though it was quite small then, the small press scene, and just diving through long boxes for back issues because comic shops had stopped selling them pretty much by that point. Yeah, or they were becoming less and less in comic shops. I and yeah,
2: DC and Marvel used to do it, didn't they? DC they did, and Mark yeah. Both I mean, would have, would have. I mean, remember Casada being there giving a talk. I mean, you know, these sort of people, Busiek, um The
0: whole Jim Lee thing was because he just was Hush had just come out, hadn't it? Ah, oh, right, it was then, was it? So okay. yeah, that's why he was. I think that's why they got him over to promote that. That's back when they used to promote. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, Dan DeDio was one of the ones I went to, and he was oh, cool. brilliant. He's great, he was isn't he? stunning. Yeah, he was such a laugh and so enthusiastic. And me and I was doing years ago. This is I was doing a podcast called Comic Racks. It's as good as it sounds. I'll open um, it up. Uh, no, God, no, please don't. Please. That's not a
0: Google search you want, is it? That's a bit <laughs> no. risky. No.
3: <laughs> yeah, we didn't think the names through at all. Um, but he did a talk, and then he posted photos afterwards. And it, it's one of the first times and last times I've ever gone. Who can I get your picture, please? Because he was just a dude. He was great. So. Yeah, I,
2: his is the only panel I ever go to. i at New York panels mm-hmm. at New York are a nightmare to try and get into, yes. but his is like worth it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just. Uh, it's funny, and he d- yeah. always tells a story about the first comic book he ever bought, and all this sort of thing, and really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah he's, he's, a real, good he's a real—he's a really
0: good DC nation before they stopped ah, okay. it, which yeah, ran for yeah. about four issues, but. But yeah. it was such a great idea that it was like a little behind-the-scenes look that you could pick up for free from your comic shop. But yeah, yeah, they seem to have stopped doing it. So, I guess yeah. the interest isn't. But... Mm. Uh,
2: okay, so right well, I... so.
3: Worse,
2: you were than Tony. Go on, Tony. Go on. Oh no! Remember, I'm sitting here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and me, and me.
2: Oh, it, it's it's hard to name and shame. I don't know whether I should, but well, I uh, am. I mean, so crack on. I, oh fuck <laughs> it. Um, I was going to go to Canberra Sands Comic Con. Oh my uh, god. Stuart keeps make, making, I keep only only comment on it and like it just to wind Stuart up. To be fair, because uh, they they clearly confuse Tom and Colin Baker. Off right. off air, I'll tell you follow-up
1: to
2: that. Okay. okay. Awesome. Um, I went to a certain convention somewhere in Bedfordshire. Let's just put it that way. That um, <laughs> I, went, I went to go and right. see uh, Donny Cates. Donny Cates uh, went to a panel on the Saturday. I only went to the Saturday because I couldn't do the Sunday um he went to a panel that he opened at 11 or something he did a panel from 11 till half 12 and then he went to the local comic book shop which coincidentally was owned by the person who ran the convention yes. and did a signing for a number of hours and i hung about for quite a long time to see him and D. Cunniff and a couple of other people and they never came back by three o'clock and i left and there you go ridiculous my worst experience
3: absolutely ridiculous <laughs> yeah
0: i remember reading all about that one that but... <laughs> yeah yes yeah. well i mean that sort of comes up into something we'll talk about later but yeah, 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 yeah. But what was your worst is
3: um it's not it's not running anymore so i can say it and i checked ah. that because i had actually not realized it stopped um london super duper con uh about uh, two... yeah. sorry london super comic convention but i've always called it super duper con. What, the Islington one, or... yes yeah, um, yeah, i great. only went i've only went once so i am being quite harsh but we went the year that it was on a bank holiday and i think pride was on and something else was on it was about two years ago not
2: your carnival wasn't it i think the same weekend
3: that was the one that was yeah, the yeah. last
2: one they did wasn't it yeah right
3: yeah, yeah. Okay. so i went to that one and it was absolutely soulless and there was no bugger there at all and they had this huge what what, what is the venue the business center is it
2: yeah yeah it's yeah. a lovely venue it's where they had Cabal.
3: Yeah, it's a lovely venue, but yeah. they, they filled like a third of it. And all of the indie people, which was ironically the, bit, the busiest room, not just because it was small, all the indie people were shoved up the stairs around the corner and along a corridor. And it's just like, yeah. what are you doing? Crazy, absolutely crazy. And it was brilliant because I got to meet Mike Norton again after I met him at New York Comic Con years ago.
2: He was and next he, to Milmo, wasn't he?
3: Yes. And he was just yeah. lovely and dead down to earth. And yeah. um, it was just, yeah, it was. And I'm, I, did actually find a few more indie creators i hadn't come across so it wasn't a complete waste of fucking time but it was kind of a waste of fucking time really
2: were you didn't you go to a a drag show and i met you in a pub afterwards <laughs>
3: yes. That's true, uh, isn't it? yeah it was the uh it was the drag world convention <laughs> thanks right. tony for outing me as a massive drag queen fan <laughs> like yeah. you
2: don't yourself go on now. not just comics, yeah. not just comics yeah. <laughs> drag
3: queens Yes, I remember that was, that going to the
2: pub afterwards and there was all these blokes in sort of black t-shirts looking a bit sweaty and then you and your friends turned up looking like you'd come off some kind of catwalk
3: <laughs> I was thinking, this is pretty good this ain't bad yes it was it <laughs> was uh yes we, we we dolled up for that one um yeah that but that was a Saturday and so to be fair the LSCC was only on the Sunday so uh, I'm trying to be nice to it but I just can't and also I think the organizers are not nice people
2: we tried to get an interview with the organizer and he he literally ran away from me
3: (laughs) (laughs) he asked me he asked me to do to go into business with him years ago you know you before cardiff he wanted um he wanted someone to do their um pr and stuff and organizing the comic book tours for their signees and things like that so not not con before he started the con it was when he was marcosia so Oh, uh, okay. OK. Right,
2: yeah, yeah. I didn't know that.
3: Okay. Yeah, they
2: are. No, they're running um, Comic Village at um, MTM now.
3: Yeah, so Tony Lee stopped, Does he? No, uh, that, no that's No, you not that's
2: Showmasters. Yeah, no, Tony's still doing that. He was the one in having a... He's currently yeah. having a row with um, Rob Liefeld. On
3: yes, but but he Richard. likes a row anyway, so... Does he,
2: right? OK. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah.
2: I have to say, it was uh, busy on the Film and Comic-Con this weekend.
3: It was this Looking... though, isn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean they—they they, you know they had a lot of celebrity guests, didn't they? So the yeah. football outside was, was and the inside was busy. I'm not sure what it was like for comic people, but uh...
3: although do you know to be fair, sorry, Stu, I'm completely taken over. No, that's fine. Um, <laughs> to be fair, I very very nearly went to LFCC this year, and right. for all the wrong reasons because you, you know I boycott all of these showmasters names. MC- well, not MCM so much, but yeah. I boycott all the showmasters shows for various reasons. Jason and Momoa was there.
2: Oh, was he? Uh, yeah, my okay. voice
3: went then when I said it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's in June. He's Duncan Idaho, I just realised, in the new June series.
3: Oh, he can be June, anything, anything he likes. He's just yeah. lovely. As long
2: as he doesn't have to deliver one line, more than one line at a time, he's fine, isn't he? <gasps> oh, oh shit, no. Man.
1: Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's all watch Star- Stargate Atlantis.
3: Well, okay. All right, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's go further back. Let's watch him in Baywatch Away.
3: Oh, oh and That was
0: he. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Two, the last two series of Baywatch, where they're in Hawaii, Jason Momoa is one of the lifeguards.
3: I oh, think Stewart's cool. a secret fan.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know Shh.
1: who. <laughs>
2: Jason Stewart in the tree, f u c k i n g.
3: Oh, lovely Tony, yes. lowering the tone straight away. Thank
0: <laughs> you. <laughs> you know, I only have eyes for Billy Warlock.
3: <laughs> Anywho,
0: that's a Baywatch throwback.
3: Sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, but only in the movie Society, because you like we doesn't it? <laughs> don't watch Society. Anyone listening to this it's awful. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Stuart, Stuart. Will's back on the track. What's your word? Yeah. um are you allowed to say I'm, Well, don't say Cardiff
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm tempted to say Gloucester comic Con, but then it sounds like I'm being petty, but right. simply because I've not been to many cons recently, mm. um but the one at Gloucester that popped up a couple of years ago, it's just badly run, but because they've got a doctor there or Andrew Lee Potts or somebody, nobody seems to notice. But there's like no signage. There's nothing. It's not well run at all. The cosplayers do their big dance thing in front of the trader tables. Uh, all right. Lovely. And it's all that kind of shit. But, but yeah. So it's also not my kind of thing. So I might be yeah. grouchy. But I'm not a big fan of those. We just go from town to town where there isn't a comic con and set it up in the local leisure it does centre. Seems to be that, doesn't there? That seems to yeah. be a thing. And and that's how we make our business kind of thing. Um, I'd also be tempted to say troops, just because you know. I love it, but <laughs> it's slowly killing me. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> That's All right what to. they do,
3: though. That's what they do. You do it because you love it, and it just slowly saps your soul away.
0: It's less I'm organising it, more I've got Stockholm Syndrome now. <laughs> hey,
3: I tell you what, since I've since I decided to, to, to close Cardiff, um, I'm reading comics now, guys.
0: Yes. I've Get actually you. got time. <laughs> See, I've made yes. a thing in the mailer now. I share which comics I've read, so I have yeah. to make sure I try and read at least one comic a week
3: yeah yeah it's, it's been terrible so i
0: used to try and set aside half an hour a day just to read a comic but my pool pile is just getting bigger and bigger and i keep buying yeah. small press books and then next time people see me they're like oh what did you think and it's like yeah i liked it fucking yeah, read it's great. it
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i like the staples
0: yeah. <laughs> so it had a very nice binding. But
2: I think I think some people rely on that because the amount of reviewers I've I've said, oh, I didn't really like that comic, and they say, oh, normally he does really good stuff or she does really good stuff, and I'll go, wait what comics are you talking about? And they'll go, oh no, I've not read them. <laughs> I think people sort of work on this sort of ir- irregular word of mouth where nobody's actually read your comic, but if you talk well enough about it,
0: people start mm. believing it. You know? Yeah. See, I always try and phrase it as oh, I've sort of do good things about it, but. I like yeah. say it's not a thing on my part that I don't want to read them. It's just that I don't get time. No, or I'm just so tired that trying to concentrate on a comic sometimes. Oh mate, you want not...
2: to get pneumonia?
0: I've read loads of comics in the
3: last.
0: <laughs> <week>. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm waiting. I'm waiting for like some serious kind of back injury.
3: You Yeah, really die Tony though. So we don't really want to go to that level. Yeah, really. Yeah. No,
0: don't
2: go that extreme, folks.
3: Actually, well, I um... do. I do uh, a lot of reading on the train if I go on long train journeys because yeah, I don't drive. Sense. Yeah. So I, I have them digitally, so which I never thought I'd get into, but it's kind of convenience really. So not the indies and stuff so much, but the, the, the bigger two and stuff, bigger three really.
2: Yeah, you've okay. got to go. you gotta know, go. I, I I was against digital for years. I think you you're a fool if you don't go with it, especially if you're on holiday or something. Exactly. You know, yeah. yeah it's a to... lot easier to take a
0: digital than a long box yes. full of comics to read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I used to read a lot when I used to catch the bus, but obviously mm. since I started driving to work, it's they get really pissy about you reading while you're driving.
3: Yeah, yeah probably would
0: <laughs> you run a couple of people over
2: i got uh i got bought a new car recently and it's got one of those things you plug your i your iphone into and your iphone screen comes up on the dashboard you know yeah. and, and i was saying to the lady i bought i did two jokes with her i said um firstly has it got a cd player 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 and she just um, looked at me so yeah. and and then the other one i did is i said can you get netflix on that while you're driving and she went no you can't and she like took me seriously, she thought I was being serious. I thought I don't want to watch Netflix while I'm driving oh. up the M1. Tony.
3: Yeah. Tony, Tony,
2: Tony. I know.
0: Probably flagged up somewhere at Mitsubishi Garage now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright then. So yeah. sort of from that then, what sort of things do you look for in a con and as a punter and as an organiser? Ladies first, Gon go is. You go first.
3: Oh God. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. um as a punter. Um. Hmm. Just, just what I've said. Like, thought bubble is kind of my ideal. So it's got to have. It's got to have. It can have the odd, you know, fourth person from the last stormtrooper on the left or whatever, if it has to. But it has to be majority comics. Yeah. Not. I'm not saying not people that have done one comic because they should be there, but they maybe should be there as an exhibitor, not a, a guest guest. Yeah. Um and sort of a decent body of work uh, so it's just it's got to be comics i don't i i think Stuart's the same as me i never used to have um international people purely for budget reasons but also yeah. there's actually not purely for budget reasons say 80 percent, but also because there's so much uk-based talent that you can get and not get the same people time and time again um so i yeah i'm wandering off now sorry uh j- just something that's reasonable not something that's um I, I, mm. one day cons are getting more and more popular, which I do like, but I do kind of miss the weekend cons. 'Cause yeah, it's you've more got to be a, a social... fairly big
2: con to be a weekend one, i so Yeah. The, the good thing about your one is I used to like coming down to Cardiff and then we'd all go to the pub. Yes. The night before sort of thing. Yes. Um I know I, I agree with you completely. I think I hate seeing the same old faces at each convention. Yeah. I think there's certain people who would go to a fridge opening. You know what I mean? <laughs> um we know we all know we're talking about here, and they're, we they're do. We do. I'm sure they're the ones who ring you guys up and ask to be guests, you know. Oh, god, yeah, and I, yeah. Um, and and, uh, th- th-
3: sorry, sorry,
2: Tony, god, go man. on, no, go on, man, yeah. Oh,
3: thank you. Um, yeah. so, uh, I've lost my thread now. God. <laughs> oh, my god, I'm
2: so yeah. tired. Um, uh... <laughs> I, I, I was gonna say, um, oh. I, like, I like a variety of guests, and I, I think it's okay, I don't mind. Like, I know, um, you've had a couple of you have a couple of returning guests, but it's kind of like they're. The regulars at your convention, I think, Stu, and I like that. Yeah, I and mean, but you did. We take always wanted mark... that
0: family feel. So for a family feel, you would have the same people, and they do bring value each year. It's not like they're there flogging the same kind of thing,
3: and they're all year in year out well. kind of thing. Yeah, that's it. If we talk about the brothers, then they are diamonds. They're oh, readers.
0: those, yeah, the Ederingtons, yeah, the yeah, yeah. brothers, they Mike Collins, Dylan there. Teague, and Jack Lawrence are our regular regulars. Don't think they've missed one since they started coming. Yeah.
3: I have I have Mike and Dylan as well and um I've just worked out it's the Tafia um because it's all the Welsh boys I have.
1: because
3: um, <laughs> right. okay. I love two thousand AD and they've all pretty much worked for two thousand AD, or Doctor Who, which I also loved. Um, but they're just lovely people so and they like to be invited and they they they're very reliable.
0: That's it, Uh-oh. and they like being a part of the event for yes. me. Yeah. And that's a big thing that I look for in guests. You can tell the guests that are just because it was they were free that weekend and
2: or well, why I they
1: called I us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I had
2: a period of like thinking, getting a lot of phone calls from con organizers who didn't know much about comics. Does that make yeah. sense? And yeah. saying, oh, who can we? And I'm thinking, and for years now, I've thought, like, why are you not in? Why does Barry Tomlinson not come to conventions? Why mm. isn't um, Alan Hebden? You know, there's loads of people because mm. people just don't know, don't have that depth, especially 2000 AD and um, Tornado and Valiant and, you know, Roy the Rovers and all this sort of thing. People don't have that depth of knowledge into. British comics, so they just look to see what British creators are working for Marvel at the moment and then invite them to conventions, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot more to comics than just that. And I think Lawless is the one we call it Lawless Seal? Lawless now, isn't it? Yeah, uh yeah. yes, it is now, yeah.
3: that's the
2: sure, official, yes. yeah. The um Lawless is the one who, who broke who broke that seal a bit for me. You know, I think Alan Hebden was at that one, wasn't he? And yes he was. Look at, Ian Kennedy's suddenly like popular at conventions and quite right too, so he should be.
3: Oh he's such a know? little darling. I love him. Yeah,
2: yeah, he's great, is he? Yeah <laughs> like...
3: um
2: and I think we need to sort of reach about just don't go for the obvious ones you
3: know no and there's a lot of people who if they're not on social media or i haven't got a proper website it's yeah. actually quite hard to contact them if they're the older ones yeah but, and you don't necessarily i mean i have tried to get people like that along and um i, I haven't charged people to have a contact list or anything
0: <laughs> i was about to say that's all right i know somebody will charge you to give you their email address
3: <laughs> but no i so, so you do have to go the extra mile sometimes but i would like to add as well that um I, there's been a lot of criticism especially recently of having a diverse lineup and I know I'm going to be stepping on hot coals, okay. bringing this uh, up however as a bird I can say oh, I shouldn't say that I shouldn't as a lady <laughs> um, and as a lady corn organizer um, there's a lot of criticism bounding about about diversity now yeah. I don't know about everybody else but I'm sure most of the people that we like do this but you ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and people can say no so we're not going to go online and go, well, actually, we did ask so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so, because that's, you know, privilege and information, really.
1: Yeah. So want to make
3: them that's to be still like a dick. I mean, I, I asked one lady last year who just had a baby, and she was like, oh, I'd lovely to be asked. Thank you so much, but I've just had a baby, and I can't leave the house without being covered in vomit, so no thank you.
1: Fair <laughs> enough. You
3: know? <laughs> I mean, you can probably work out who that was, but they were very honest, and I was just like, cool, but it would have been a great thing to have at Cardiff, but you just can't and other people say i've done too many cons this year or like christian ward also had had a baby and he's still only trying to do two cons a year now right so nicola got him but i've got rob williams so me and nicola are even now so it's fine um but yeah but it's it's i kind of wanted to raise that that it's very important for people to realize that people don't just go yes i'm I'm sure or like gail simone's a really good example she actually contacted us because she heard this is years ago now. Um, she heard on my podcast I was doing at the time, I'd really like to invite her. So she actually tweet, tweeted me out of the blue. That's
1: nice. Yeah. Lovely,
3: lovely. And she was like, oh, I'm a huge Cardiff fan. I'd love to come to Cardiff. Da-da-da. As it was, she came to the show Bastards one a few years later. Right. Good for them. But she went, I'd love to come, love to come. Um, I'll I'll waive my per DM rate because she's a big name, you know. Um, yeah. but, but you'll still have to fly me over and my husband, which is what they expect so i'm not saying it's unreasonable at all
2: yeah her husband's always at cons with her i think exactly and, Honestly, and that's yeah.
3: that's her deal and yeah. that's absolutely fine um and then we'll have to stay I don't know, four days something like that in a you know in a nice posh hotel which is absolutely fine as well but you're looking at five grand back then so yeah And i don't have that sort of budget for Cardiff at all so it's it's a question of working out who you can get who would be good value and i know you're going to talk about this in a minute tony about uh guests um yeah. experiences or what
1: expectations
3: yeah. so yeah sorry i've gone off on one there but
0: that's fine no, yeah that's fine i mean what about you what's your opinion around that stu yeah well, i mean i said before when it all kicked off with the lakes that year when everybody was saying that it was all male or white lineup kind of thing i think it was i was on an episode of awesome then i said about it, same thing with us is that we invite different yeah. people it's, it's not that we specifically set out to have you know the lineup we have kind of thing mm. but people say no like you say people just yeah. you can't find any contact information for them mm. or they ignore your emails yeah. um i don't know whether it's the way i word it but but um no but yeah. they're,
3: busy, they're busy people aren't they but yeah and
0: then other yeah. people will be kind of like well how come you couldn't get them they're going to be at this a month later and it's like yeah because they're going to be that a month later they don't want to do this one as well exactly. yeah and because and we're a winter con, I think that makes, or technically we fall under being a winter con. That puts some people off. So like I've had a couple of people like, I'd love to do it, but I don't do winter cons.
3: No. And it's really? like, that's perfectly okay. understandable.
2: Yeah. Um... I actually <laughs> prefer a winter con because it's not going to be like boiling yes. in the hall, you know. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I oh, suppose okay. it depends where they're traveling from.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's possibly a thing if they live somewhere where they're constantly snowed in.
2: <laughs> oh, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I is, think the excuse, either that they're just being polite, but <laughs> like, fuck, yeah. I don't think we're a good excuse.
0: I don't do winter cons. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. When's yours again? Which which season? Oh, yeah, I don't do spring cons. <laughs> That's all right. We moved to the summer. Yeah, I don't do summer either. Yeah, I hate the summer. <laughs> yeah, reverse seasonal affected disorder. <laughs> the, the, um, on the subject of guests, I'd a rant last year or earlier this year about um, the responsibilities of guests. Mm. Um, they don't have any legal responsibilities or anything like that. But I do think if a convention is, and I say this as a complete outsider, someone who's not run a convention. So I suppose I can, I can actually say it is, that I do feel that a lot of um, guests take it for granted that they are guests at a convention and do nothing but sit there and draw behind a table and don't interact with anyone. Mm. And also on the run up to it, to it, do not promote their appearances at that convention. Yeah, mm. I find I find that's a, that irks me somewhat at the moment.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, that is an incredibly frustrating thing. I imagine it'd be even more frustrating if you're paying them to attend, kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. I mean, either, either way, I don't understand anybody not promoting the fact they're going to be an event. I've mean, like, yeah. not promoting that I'm going to be at not another Comic Con this weekend, but
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, they've also not done a lot of promoting. So <laughs>
1: yeah. I
2: mean, you're not a guest. You're not being paid to go there. You're not no, but... your freight fare paid or your flight paid or anything, you know.
0: No, that's it. So You've got to pay me on parking as well. That's ridiculous.
3: <laughs> but, but still, it's like... It, it, I mean, it's... A, it, uh, it's a, I can't speak. I'm too, too cross. Um, it's a little bit of a double-edged sword because they think, why should we? But actually, their fan base, if their fan base is following them, say, just on Twitter, they're not necessarily going to follow Cardiff or Tubes or even Thought Bubble, but they will follow that person. So yeah. That person says something a month before. They'd be like, "Oh, brilliant!" Otherwise, they might not know about it because if it's not a big fancy super con, yeah, it, you know, marketing is um is limited. So yeah, I think I think it's kind of it would be nice for their fan base to do it. Just a nice thing to do, not for the sake of the convention necessarily, but for their fans. Well, that's They're it. I mean, we don't all have
0: a 30, 40 grand budget. Ugh. so we don't all do proper cons.
3: So. Oh. oh yeah,
0: <laughs> um, but <laughs>
1: sorry. Uh, but, yeah,
0: um, I like my on that so one, yeah. we, we don't have the money to spend on the market, and, and marketing's getting harder and harder. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't, I don't think it's not Either through um, online
0: buzz... or just trying to get places yeah. places to take posters and flyers now is mm-hmm. more and more of an eye. Because I suppose so many people are doing events that if you run a shop, you don't want your window stuff full yeah. of.
2: Yeah, and I think internet buzz doesn't um, translate into footfall either these days.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: Yeah. If, yeah. if your yeah. thing says you've got 500 people going, you can probably expect about 70 of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: And no matter how many hundreds of retweets you get, it means fuck all sometimes.
0: I generally yeah. find that events that have got like you know thousands of people interested or go in have bought those likes. So they're like bot accounts, or
1: mm. yeah,
0: people have got no interest. It's just come up on a sponsored thing and they just click that they're interested. Yeah. Well, let's let's
2: let's get positive and say. Talking about guests, who's been our favourite guest that we have interacted with at a convention, and and why. Go on, you go first, Stu, because I know you've got some stories around this. Uh, Andrew Lee Potts, wasn't a... no. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. When you woke up next to Andrew Lee Potts, that when was I woke a up...
0: red letter day. That was oh, yeah. not I what I expected from know. that signing, but <laughs> <laughs> sometimes the magic just happens.
3: Okay, back in the room. There we go.
0: Yeah. Um, for me, um, I'm always slightly awkward interacting with guests unless they're at the event, and even then, sometimes that you know at my event. Yeah. Um Like I say, probably Mike dylan the edmonton brothers jack lawrence pretty much i've never had a bad experience with a guest at troops to be fair okay um, they've all been really good i mean at least to my face i don't know about me out of my back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um yeah i couldn't say i've really got a favorite i've had good experiences with all of them um not even think i've had any bad experiences from the other side of the table kind of thing Possibly yeah. the guy who played Holly in Red Dwarf was a bit offish with us, but, <laughs> but my mate was kind of pissing him off. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> that bloke who played the uh, uh, Zod's right hand man, who was the big oaf of a bloke.
0: Oh yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, he picked, he picked me up once
2: at a convention. Oh my god, that was quite nice, quite romantic.
1: <laughs> well,
0: he hey. in good company because didn't he have Christopher Reeve by the throat once? Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, during Superman. Oh, right, okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, what so about you? Could, could who's could be could been your favourite guest, either when you've run one or when you've just attended one?
3: Well, um, yeah, same as Stuart. Really, I've had very little problem with my guests because I think we we chose them on purpose because we know they're nice people in general. You're
1: trying to get an Inklinder. Who's going to yeah,
3: be a problem? Exactly, and you know from reputation who not to invite. Um, so. <laughs> few people haven't been invited on you know past performances uh, but i would say overall i think oh, i don't know yes thought bubble last year i worked it and my main job was to guard um greg rucker
2: oh yeah i remember you telling me about greg Rucker. He was an big,
3: right? absolute yeah. diamond he was absolutely brilliant he, he had some family drama going on so he kept on to pop off now and then to sort his son out um over the phone but um he was absolutely lovely he worked all day, like both days, um, he didn't have any breaks at all. He went to one panel. He, he disappeared for lunch, actually. That was a little bit of a trauma because these fans are super fans that queue up for about five hours to get things signed and like suitcases yeah. full of stuff. And he was just charming to everybody, told them all jokes, told more little stories. And at the end, um, he like was so thankful to us for looking after him and getting him coffee and getting him tea and cake and all that. And he was just so down to earth. So I think um, considering... The status he's got i mean okay he's not the biggest biggest name but he was still just bloody lovely oh it? he's
2: great he's brilliant yeah. I, I love his stuff queen and country is outstanding
3: yes yes how that's
2: not a movie or a tv series and all that i don't know it's just I absolutely love
3: his brilliant. writing it's brilliant it's amazing yeah. whereas yeah. his his table partner on the sunday and you're gonna to have to remind me who it was if you can remember but wasn't oh,
2: rosenberg was it
3: no no he was down the other end he was all right, right. right. uh jason somebody not Latour. was it Latour? no had like a French name, did something really massive. I've gone completely blank on now, which is great.
1: But oh, he turned up man. on the
3: wrong day and went, oh, well, I'll sign anyway for two hours. And then on the right day, he was like, well, I've done my two hours, so I'm not really going to do And he was, he was rude as, so I'm, I'm outing him there. He was horrible <laughs> to his fans as well as the people. And he was just like, uh, rock star with his shades on. So I was like, nah, I don't like you. So, but my mate Greg, best mate Greg now, he's, he's yeah. really nice. I
2: met him at a London Film and Comic Con, actually, and it, there was nobody at his table. And I legged it off because I had nothing on me for him to sign. And I, mm. I bought a, a Queen and Country trade, which I already had a copy of, just so I could engage him in conversation. Do you know what I mean? And he was, mm. uh, we, had a, we had a long chat about the book, and it was a book I really loved. Mm. And, um, and he was telling me all about it, and he, you know, signed it, and then I sat in a talk and asked a question. And he was brilliant. He remembered who I was. You know, nice. That's what yeah. you've got to do, you know? Yeah.
3: Actually, you know what? John Wagner is one of the nicest guys. Isn't oh, he is, and he.
2: Just,
1: Even though he looks yeah. like he's
3: got the fucking ass all the time, <laughs> 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 but he's like, oh, it is. and he asks about my mate, my my best friend's called Whittle, and he says, oh, how's the baby? And you know, because he's nice. palsed on Facebook and that, and he's just he's a lovely man. But because we we were lucky enough to interview him quite a few times over the years when we used to do stuff for Two Thousand AD unofficially. Yeah. Um, uh, so we've met him quite a lot, and he's just very nice and very friendly, even though you have to kind of get past the, <laughs> just the grump. Yeah, we met was... him at
2: Lemington last year, actually, he's and um, he came over the table and had a chat, and then we did a mm-hmm. panel, and he came over and had a photograph and a chat, and yeah, yeah I think he was pleased because he'd completely sold out a Rock of the Red, so he was yes. having a cracking day. Yeah. But yeah, super super nice and funny on the panel, really funny. Really and nice. really and twinkly, the panel was great. He's
3: and like really funny. twinkly, isn't he? He's got like a little, yeah. there's always going to be a, jo- a little <clears> straight, face jokes somewhere. he's fab yeah, really, yeah nice. really
2: generous with advice as well yes i found yeah ours, i mean i was from the pods point of view ours is um is pat mills because obviously he and i are friends anyway but the boys hadn't met him before and we all mm. and he said well come on let's all go out for dinner we all ended up that six or seven of us all went out for dinner and uh, vince decided to pitch him vince's cat army <laughs> vince's uh <laughs> slow slow burning oh, graphic novel <laughs> and i remember this I said, go on, Vince is, Vince is going to pitch you a story, Pat. And he's like, oh, OK, come on then. You know, And Vince told him this story. And I remember Pat, just looking at Pat, thinking, Pat was thinking, what the fuck was that?
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> It was like the, Lisa's like laughing. and but it was like, at, at one point, Dan just turned to me and went, we're having a pizza with Pat Mills.
3: <laughs> nice.
2: It was like the nicest moment. And yeah. there shouldn't be any of those barriers, should they? I remember nice. chatting to Jim Starlin at the first New York Comic Con, and I managed to blag it in early on my accent. Into before they'd opened, mm. and um, just sitting with him and talking to him about um, Warlock and stuff like that, Marvel Two and One Annual, and he was it was like brilliant. It's like the best ever. you know I got to meet Gene Colan that year, and you know all those old pros. I I, I had a chat with Joe sinnet for like half an hour. Mm. All the old pros, like they know they know how it works. You know they know who's paid their wages. though. I don't want to put it that way, but they know. You know they know to be nice to the fans because the fans, you know, will mm. support.
0: I think there's a bit of that missing these days. Yeah, yeah. I tend to find the ones that think they're rock stars of comics are the ones that are, <laughs> yeah. aren't rock stars of comics. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, are the so, ones you have more problems with.
3: So, so lawless this year.
0: Oh yeah,
3: <sighs> Tony knows this already. Um, basically, one uh, rock star um, uh, invited, <laughs> invited himself. I'll be. I've got to out him. He invited himself the week before, um, so he did put himself up, and uh, he was out on the piss the night before, and then we couldn't, hadn't seen him. Um, and it was about half 11. And now Lawless opens early. It opens at like 9 o'clock um, Till 11, 12 o'clock. And then somebody goes, He's over there in the bar. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> half one, he was brought over to his table, which had by then been used for the pizza delivery. And he's like, Oh, it's so okay. I'll go back to the bar. No. And then he was at the, he did signing for an hour Fuck and yeah. said, Oh, I, I've done this for the, I've just did it for the fans. I just did it for the fans. And the amount of people I had to like, in the end, I was saying to them, he's in the bar, love. Go and <laughs> go see him in the bar, which I would never do, ever,
2: ever. I'm not um, going to say his
3: name, but I think people know this story. So. I went
2: yeah. to a, a signing for the 10th anniversary of a certain publisher. Right. Um, at Forbidden Planet. And there was three guests. Two were there working their asses off, signing stuff. Mm. Uh, the other one was actually also, coincidentally, an editor at this company. Oh, right. He turned up an hour late, pissed. And uh, just as they were closing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's just it's just disrespectful really isn't it <laughs> yeah
0: so because so it? yes. it's rarely the guest that gets blamed it's the organizer isn't it yeah exactly yeah,
3: yeah. yeah exactly and i would never i'd like to stress i would never normally do that i'd never say if someone's having a quiet drink i would never say yeah they're over there just wouldn't yeah, they're do just,
0: that there's having but, a quiet drink and there's not doing what you're there to do <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly and and they had <laughs> and shitting thing.
0: on your fans
3: <laughs> exactly anyway so yes but we love all the nice ones and basically if you see the same people at certain cons that's because we like them and they're nice people
0: yeah exactly so, yeah. and you if you know, don't it right, doesn't yeah. mean that the other ones aren't nice it's just that you've got to vary it up a little bit <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah
0: absolutely that's that's yeah. probably the worst thing is like not inviting people back every year or inviting yes. people back so often that you kind of how do you not invite them
3: <laughs> so, i left what? someone off one year and they oh. got really upset and they emailed me to say my mate's going why aren't i going and i was like oh shit. so i found <laughs> <him>.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I had somebody, me- I won't say who it was, but they messaged me saying that, you know, oh, I haven't been invited back for a couple of years. What's been going on? And it's like, well, actually, we're on the list of people I was going to contact this year. I just haven't got around to it yet. Sorry, so if you're free, we'd love to have you this year. <laughs> like, yeah. I'll see if I'm free. And then I've heard from them again. Oh, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That's class. <laughs> um, like, fair enough. You, you did your power play. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, so just change, moving it on a bit, What uh, this is something I'm curious about because it's something that I've done and helped out, I think, with both you guys. But I wonder what you think about the popularity, the use of them, is panels. Panels always used to be a big deal at conventions, didn't they? I think mm. the last one I went to that was really well attended was the 40th. I think they yes. were all very – they were packed. In fact, people were being turned away at some of them, I think. Yes. Um, what do you think about panels at your events?
3: Stuart.
0: I think with something like the 40th, because you've got that dedicated, hardcore 2008 mm-hmm. fan base, they're going to pack into them. I've always, with panels, you can't really guess what people want. So you have to do what you think, well, what you would personally be interested in and then just hope it plays across to other people. Yeah. Um, I think our panels at this year's Troops were a bit better attended than when we were at the race course. We had some that were really busy at the race course, but a lot of them were like two, three people sitting in there. And God bless yeah. the people on the panels for actually sticking with it and going through with the panels. Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <You're> welcome.
0: because <laughs> we had um didn't it
3: before. Yeah, did that, we yeah.
0: had anthony johnson <laughs> on one and it was the year it was after atomic blonde had come out so i thought that one would be massive yeah, yeah. talking about writing for comics and that sort yeah. of thing yeah. i think there was about three people and fair play to anthony johnson he was still sat there and did the panel
1: yeah, yeah. whereas
0: other more rock and roll people would have been like fuck this it's a waste of my time yeah <laughs> come see him at my table kind of thing mm. yeah yeah exactly yeah. Um. But yeah. So you just sort of have to think. I've sort of found that workshops play a lot better. So maybe yeah, we've been trying yeah. to build more of a workshopy element into the panels I know, to make I them, a them a bit more, more Mark, interactive. Very
2: well attended, didn't they? You did a... yeah, yeah. That was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I think you still can't get over how many people turned up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it's always a risk with panels when you're organising them, I and you don't want to be the dick that puts somebody on a panel that only three people attend. Yeah. But it's sort of out of your hands after a little bit and it's not like we didn't announce them we did everything we could to
1: help.
2: yeah i think people i think people expect them to be at conventions but they don't always go to them weirdly yeah you know um we all sort of expect panels don't we these days but Mm -hmm. they're not they're not actually that well attended
0: yeah Yeah, it's weird since like the people who tend to complain that they paid whatever tenor to get in all they did was shop yeah and there was nothing else going on. It's like, well, there was other things going on. You just, if you didn't leave the floor or yeah. didn't check your program or didn't check any of the posters up around the venue or listen to any announcements, yeah, you're kind of mm. not going to get it. And if they don't appeal to you, I understand that, which, again, is where the appeal of the workshops come from, because you can just sit down for a bit, get yeah. involved and feel like you've got a bit of value for money because you made something.
1: Mm.
2: It was always, can... um, it used to take the weight off my feet a bit. Do you know what I mean? Panels, yeah. right? I used to go and sit in them, yeah
3: um i used to on a sunday um i would if it was a weekend con i'd normally be very hungover. so yeah i'd just go and sit down at the back be very quiet
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> hope that nobody tries to get me involved in the panel yeah yeah
3: no but, but you're right but these days it's i mean i didn't even run any panels this last year at cardiff
1: yeah
3: partly because um the room was really awkward to get to because it was third floor no stairs don't even go there um so i thought it's really no point but um the year before that i'd done some really good panels um and I did a draw off so we had three oh yeah i totally nicked it from bix from years ago yeah totally. i have watching Stop. him
2: at bix yeah, yeah, yeah. Good,
3: good practice it was uh, you know it was uh, yes yeah. um borrowing from the from the best so it's yeah, three people and people shout out a thing and they um and they draw it and that was really popular because i put on a raffle for here initiative so it's just a quid and you could get these like you know scribbles and stuff and that was good fun but apart from that my i mean my my show was quite small anyway but we had yeah. some really, really good sessions and you just, you can't tell how they're going to go at all. Was that um, the one
2: at the Masonic Hall, was it? That was the one there. at the Masonic Hall, So I yeah. did one with one of the Etheringtons and God Machine. You did. And it was like, f- so funny. God Machine, I, I love that God geezer. Machine. Yeah. Yeah. And he was absolutely hilarious and he just ranted about how much he loved Slane. Yeah. And I thought, it's just brilliant. And and it was, I think it was Robin Etherington, I think we did, he was down on I think so, yeah. he, he was just chuckling away at it and it was like, really nice, you know?
3: Yeah. It's it's, tr- it's tricky to get the right blend as well because I know like lawless this year just gone, the yeah. panels weren't but they were they were okay attended but not brilliant but the year before okay. packed. But so, yeah. I just it honestly depends on the people I think. Yeah, maybe so, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, all you can do is offer that to people. Whether they yeah. then choose to attend them or not is out of your hands yeah yeah you, you short force people in. i mean we always try and record them but we've just never been able to get a decent enough sound on it mm. yeah to put them out as part of the podcast which we did one year but every year since either my laptop broke one year the same guy's laptop broke the following year the dreaded updates oh
1: no
2: yeah i went to um i went to them when i went to that thing in la that um ncs festival which is yeah. run by the guys plat clang which is the one run by the lakes guys they had um i went to one and it was um uh, Sergio Aragones talking about the um, the field trips they used to take from Mad Magazine, and I was looking around and there was probably three people in the audience who weren't comic professionals, and but all these people just loved Aragonis so much. And I tell you what, you could make a film of his talk. It was the most funny thing you've ever seen. And he had like he had like an old school slideshow of his holiday snaps, and you know the, the when you know when Mad Magazine went to Kenya, and he got him in his <laughs> swimming trunks, and it was just like the best thing ever. Nice. You know, sometimes it's maybe word of mouth needs to get round that these things are great, you know? Yeah,
3: Yeah. yeah. definitely.
2: And Louis Trondheim was... did one, and he did a talk, and it was, um, and, and, and again, it was like Jeffrey Brown was in the audience, and Sergio was in the audience, and uh, Boule was in the audience, and all these sort of people.
1: Wow. And
2: um, they kept going up and, like, lending him pens to try, because he was doing one of those live drawing things, and it was meant to be uh, three quarters an hour, and I sat there for three hours watching that <gasps> panel, and it was the best. Wow. I could, I could still be sitting there now. It was the most engaging thing i've ever seen and he just he just did a lot he did a whole comic live just yeah sat there. and everyone was agog you know it's just amazing yeah there you go that's my opinion sorry yeah I it depends <laughs> on your audience there you go that's all i was saying there yeah yeah um
0: all right and let's do john ottaway's question okay i'm not seeing this just sort of okay so yeah um were we done on that sorry no no i'm <laughs> done yeah yeah yeah, yeah of <laughs> i'll talk forever you know that yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so John messaged with, uh, what would you consider a successful con uh, from an organisation perspective? Uh, would breaking even be considered a win? He put. He only asked because the jag I rocked up to in Bath the other weekend was really nice. <laughs> so I, I replied to him and told him that was my Saturday jag. It's not as nice as my Wednesday jag. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said drag. I was wondering
2: where this was going for a second there. I, I got excited. Something. I yeah, was I actually... know, sorry. I there's a few things I didn't know about your stew, yeah, I know there's the dark <laughs> stew that we don't really talk about, but uh <laughs> wonder what's happening there. Yeah. <sighs> well, um, choose- yeah, yeah. So what do you th- What do you I mean there's gotta be a bit of the both. There's gotta be the social, the inspiring edge of it, and there's also got to be the you've got to make your money, haven't you? I suppose.
0: Yeah, do you wanna you guys? go on this one is or
3: Yeah, go on then. Um I, I think uh it's spot on to say breaking even is is a perfect scenario because it's so difficult to do that um so that's perfect from a budget point of view but i i want to, everyone to have a really really good time and enjoy themselves and i get really back slappy when i see all little comments and stuff after an event and people saying they had a great time and they bought this stuff and they discovered this new person and and they've been inspired to do their own thing and all that sort of thing and i kind of helped just a little bit to to help someone else be a bit creative sort of thing yeah, yeah. so and it's just it's really nice seeing um the exhibitors talking to each other and the guests talking to each other and it's because they don't often get the chance to meet up and chat yeah apart from other conventions so it's i yeah as long as everyone's had a nice time you've had only about two complaints because there's always someone that complains about something (laughs) (laughs) they're the thing that stay with you the longest (laughs) exactly but because i'm an event manager by day and i work at university i deal with academics so i'm used to that side of things (laughs) because they're never happy bless them um very clever but not very bright um so yeah that's yeah. it. I think for me, I just want everyone to have a good time and for, to get a good, um, you know, reputation. Basically. I think
2: with your last event, the most memorable thing for me was sitting in the bar the night before with all you guys. Yeah. No, f- first it was the first time I'd ever met Rich. I think wasn't it? Yes,
3: I think so. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and no, I hit it off in Rich's. Uh, you know, obviously he's a very lucky man, but he's a good guy, and, and we sort of talked about comics, movies, and stuff. And mm. who else was there that night?
3: Uh, Laura and Chris were there as well. Chris of course White they were. Was yeah, John yeah, yeah. There. Yeah. And my is mate he Lizzie Boyle and Connor Boyle, yes, yeah. Yeah, like they're great well. company as well. Yeah, do you know what mean? I mean? I like
2: talking to those guys. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's kind of where I come away from it. From and that, but that one I wasn't selling. I wasn't there to like no. big sell. I think from a point of view of now doing it as a professional, I yeah. I will only do conventions that I can. We 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 wash our face with. Do you know what I mean? We make some yeah. money. Yeah. It no, doesn't have to be a no. huge amount because obviously getting the word out there for the product is important to us as well.
1: Oh yeah.
2: And meeting new creators who you know we might we might use or might you yeah. know. Network with in the future, but I think to me, it's got to be this sadly, it's got to be the money side of things, really. You know, we've got we, we're, a very, we're a very sort of easy going company, but I think, um, it's got to be worth it, you know.
3: Well, that's where 2000 AD scale back because i tried to get them to Cardiff a few times, and I, I know within everybody at 2000, AD, yeah. Um, and they're like, nah, we just don't do the smaller cons. It's like, oh, okay, which it but it's it makes business sense completely, yeah. Really yeah, sense.
0: I had that with 2000 AD as well, yeah. yeah.
3: Um so,
0: yeah i mean for me i'm the same as is we always said when we set it up that you know it's it's easy to sort of think if i can get like one eighth of the mcm numbers then i'm gonna be rolling in cash for the rest of the year kind of thing mm. but we always went in it that if like even if just five people come away saying it was like the highlight of their weekend yeah yeah we did what we set out to do um yeah breaking even that's pretty much what we've been doing for the last few years any profit we've ever made always goes straight back into the next one anyway
3: exactly yeah so yeah.
0: I've, I've never made any money off of doing true believers
3: right.
0: um partly because i don't feel comfortable spending money
3: <laughs> no um no.
0: so yeah i've always used it to try and you know buy more banners or buy the sound equipment or yeah whatever it is put a bit more into the market for the next one if i can
1: Definitely.
0: um yeah i've sort of like I say, breaking even, I've got an acceptable loss of a few hundred pounds because I figure that's mm. what I'd spend on a really good weekend away. Yeah. Okay. True. And for me, same with Tony, I really enjoyed the night before when we all used to go to the Beefeater for a meal. Yeah.
2: And well, we had a we've... good year. We had a good meal this year as well, didn't
0: we? That's yeah. that's it. We've been in the hotel now. It's felt even better because even, even though I live like a couple of miles up the road. But got a room as well and we all just stayed over and it was a little a bit like a comic-con holiday kind of thing yeah
2: I'm, I'm old now and i've got to give up so it usually gets to about 1am and i go <laughs> i've got to th- I start thinking about going to bed now i just i can't do it do you know what i mean but i think um i was re- i was waiting for um nick brokenshire to turn up at last year and he he got there quite late and i thought well right i'll give it
0: another hour do you yeah. know what i mean it's like that i'm like a child yeah but that's it and it's just a great to time to catch up with people and that and that's sort of the way I look at it from that point of view if I get a good social experience from it I've paid for that by breaking even kind of thing or yeah. potentially losing a couple hundred quid say fortunately I think only one year we lost money and that was our last year at the race course mm. okay which <laughs> the move in the end as annoying as it was and the reasoning behind it was a God said in the end I think it probably yeah. is the thing that kept us going
3: yeah I, so. I think if you're in it basically if you're in it to make money then you're in it for the wrong reasons as an indiecon. I'm not yeah. saying cause I know MCM It tends and... to
0: show if you're in it to make money, anyway, because yes. your signage is like a hastily scribbled on or printed out piece of A4 paper that just say panels. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, there's no effort put into branding or anything. You have got like one pull-up banner in the entrance, and then nothing anywhere else. Yeah,
3: yeah. And you that need to sort make the thing. effort, I it... and I, I, even though I've closed it, because I I, 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 I think most people. I've said on Twitter and stuff why if people are interested in Cardiff, if they they know the reasons. But I I'm glad I have finished on a high and people. Yeah. I, I think we built, built, built we built up a good brand and I've only stopped it because of the footfall. It's just a real struggle in Cardiff. there's too many events, too many little um, you know parochial events and stuff. I just we can't compete really. So, no, so,
0: I mean that would be the thing for me if mm. people having tables were starting to lose money. Yeah. Like hand over fist, then exactly. that's. But like I say, touch wood so far. Yeah, people, if they even if they've not made money, have said that they've just really enjoyed the event. So, but yeah, there is that dangerous sort of overstaying your welcome and not going out on a high.
3: There definitely there is. Yeah, I mean, I I could I've, I've said this to you guys before. I could easily sell that space like, that I used last year three times over because the talent's there. There's so yeah. many so many indie creators that are just brilliant. And that God Machine you mentioned, um, Tony, yeah. he, he, used to, he used to go to the tattoo cons. I'd work out. i ran their, I run their front of house at Cardiff Tattoo Con. Oh, okay. Huge yeah, event. Yeah. Bloody brilliant. Um, the God Machine would rock up because he loves tattoos. He likes drinking during the day. Um, so, <laughs> And then one year, I said, would you be a um, – he said to me, can I be an exhibitor at your con? So he was one year. And next year, I went, um, can you come as a guest? And his missus, who does his PR for him, was like, yeah no, no no yeah yeah we'll buy a table how much is it and I was like no I want you to be a guest and she was like fucking hell so, she was, <laughs> so I haven't you know I'm not that I've catapulted him to worldwide stardom or anything because he doesn't need that because he's already pretty big himself but it's nice to be able to do that and feel like you've done a good thing yeah, yeah um yeah. so and yeah it's just yeah you do it for the love of it don't you Stuart basically
0: yeah 100% yeah Absolutely. definitely not in it for the no. money the, the myth of the money and
3: no, yeah, no such thing. No such that's thing. it. Well, I think there's two kinds
0: of people that are in it for the wrong reasons. They're either in it for the money or they're in it for the getting themselves out there kind of thing. For the glory. I think there are some organisers who think they're like the Comic Con equivalent of Stanley kind of thing. <laughs> like they want people to bask in their glow of how they're saving the Comic Con <laughs> scene and that sort of thing. Not yeah. talking about anybody specifically. <laughs>
3: no, 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 not at all, no.
0: If, totally if that you. if that bra happens to fit somebody, then oh you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's yeah, like far too the... sexual, and I'm 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 not I'm not understanding uh, it.
0: But I'm I'm getting slightly aroused. It's going alright.
3: Oh, Tony! But I think
0: People <laughs> are starting to catch on to the people who are in it for the wrong reason.
3: Yes, definitely. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, and the people who are starting to dick them around with the way they run their events. And yes. yeah, I did one of them, and I.
2: I have the photographic evidence. Of this, just in case there was ever a lawsuit. Oh but I did god. one event, and um, one of the people who insisted on being invited was asleep.
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> he was just asleep at his table.
3: Oh my god! Yeah. Was
0: that the same event where that guy went to the toilet and insisted we applaud him when he came out? <laughs> That's the one. That's the one.
3: <laughs> You're gonna have to tell me who that was. Off I air. Tell
0: you, tell you off air.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I think he used to date him in the eighties. <laughs> when
3: I was 10, let's not go there.
0: Oh, Stuart, okay, fine. I dated so many people in the 80s.
1: (laughs) Okay. It
0: was the big hair. Um, All right, so sort of on Comic-Cons then, a couple of stickier points potentially. Um, A debate that I've sort of, well, I tend to walk away from it now, but the people were saying that Comic-Con should be accepted as a shorthand for a multimedia event. Where do you guys stand on that?
2: Yeah, I saw Dennis Whittle posted about this, didn't I? Um and I have to be fair, I haven't been to Oldham, but I, I respect Dennis's mm. model. I like I like that the, mm. what he's doing with it. Um but the I know he said that MCM have recently des- described themselves in a the radio interview as a pop culture event. Um
3: Which is what it should be. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean their comic village really ain't small. I'll be honest with you. It's not it's not No, I know. Um but,
3: but it's not the majority, is it?
2: No, it's not. No, and I no. think too you know, it, it, I wouldn't I don't mind people who say I don't want to use show as an example, but I don't mind people who say this is London's film, TV and comic convention. I kind of, I'm okay with that. I think it's making it slightly more clearer. But yeah, if... I, I think San Diego sort of sets the precedent, doesn't it, for... Yeah, and you, we've all had that, you know, uh, oh, you got, You seen Comic-Cons this weekend, what are you going dressed as? You know, throwing oh. myself off a tour yeah. building kind of conversation.
0: We've all had that, haven't we?
3: You love cosplayers, Tony. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I have something
0: on that in a minute. But... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was somebody posted something on Facebook complaining about people referring to Comic-Focused Cons as Real Cons, which is what made me change the name oh. of that group.
1: Oh, right. And then caused okay. that
0: whole thing to kick off. But, um... Their point was that, you know, it should be like Hoover is the short term for vacuum cleaner kind of thing, Comic Con. My issue with that on a personal level is I will accept Comic Con as a short term for any mixed media event kind of thing when comics are given the respect that all those other medias are given. Mm. Yeah.
1: Because it's
0: not like film, TV, and comics, but we'll call it Comic Con, but nobody gives a fuck about the comics. Mm. And as when comics start getting that attention and the recognition that they deserve as the medium that they are, I will accept Comic-Con as an all-encompassing mixed-media event shorthand. Yeah.
2: But- Canber Sands have still not replied to me <laughs> or three times if there's any comics <laughs> at their comics events. And I actually yeah. genuinely meant it because if it's a well-attended event and there's comics there, then we will, from a nobra point of view, we will consider tabling at that event. You know, it's not... Right.
1: You know,
2: it's it's... And it's, so it's, it's kind of half sarcastic, you know what I'm like. But it, if they said, oh, no, we've got a big comics area, then I would probably attend it in order to consider doing it the following year.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. You know? But to, 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 to constantly ignore it, and then one of the fans on the page replies, well, it depends who wants to exhibit at it. I'm thinking, oh, OK. You know what I mean? OK. Yeah. They're working
3: yeah. hard, do not they?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't buy that. It's... it's I mean, well, that other child non-comic on Comic-Con that... I had issues with them that they were only using me to get in touch with people. Mm. Yeah. Kind of thing, which is where that all fell apart for me. But um it's easy enough to do the work if you're willing to put it in.
1: Well, you, yeah. You know... And
0: there are people out there who are willing to help a new event. I mean Definitely. when we set up troops, I was largely blind to a lot of the small press thing. It wasn't as out there as it is now because of the ACP hadn't started yet. Right. Yeah. There yeah. wasn't the group. That people weren't as collected together online, but you know, you still manage to find people through word of mouth and doing a little bit of digging and research. But I think they're just events like that aren't willing to put the effort in because they've got a doctor, they've got a guy from Primeval, they've got a guy who used to be a stormtrooper in Star Wars. So fuck it, the comics will come to them, and if they don't, we're still a Comic Con.
3: It's mental. You know what really, really bugs me is um, there's the I'm going to have to name them because I I can't uh, not really. Uh, so Newport Comic Con also run uh, a different one in Swansea and they did one in Pontypridd a few years ago as well, which is my hometown, which didn't need a Comic Con. Um, and it's it's a pop culture con and it has like two or three comic guests at best, right? And it's run by a fucking comic shop, which I find unforgivable. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, It's obviously a comic shop that's just full of Funkos. Now I have Funkos in my house. I have many, many Funkos. Um, but that's just nuts. That that's the the money making model that is right there. They're not yeah. doing it for love of it at all. I don't think.
0: No, no, completely.
3: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, again, I've got nothing against Funkos. Like you, I've got a few Funkos as well. I'm always tempted to when they're in the two pound bin buy a load and just leave them in Tony's. I've got, over.
2: I've got two. I've <laughs> got two. You have. The... I've got Fat Thor because someone bought it because they thought it was funny for obvious reasons. <laughs> and I've got Teas Made, my mate Tease Made, big shout out to Tease Made. He bought me a um, uh, a Lebowski one because yes. I bought him an actual Teas Made.
0: Yeah. Well, there are some that you just, if you're really into Prince or something, you can't get a Prince action figure, but you can get a Prince Funko Pop. So I'm shameless. <laughs> and, and you know, my kids tend to get more Funko Pops than they do figures because they're half the price of an action figure. I know, action figures are mad prices these yeah. days. Yeah. Which seems to be action figures are designed for collectors to put on a shelf. They're not designed for kids to play with anyone. The ones that are designed for kids to play with are like tiny little pieces of shit mm. that look like they've melted in front of something and then been stuffed in the packaging. Um, and, you know, Funko's are fine as a fun little collecting collectible thing that's affordable. It's just, like everything, it became massive and overhyped and yeah, you'd eventually start going to cons where it was just walls of the fucking things. Yeah, One of the reasons we started curating tables is because mm. we were starting to look like a Funko Craft Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I,
3: think, I think you have to. I, I know the curation thing. I know that's going off the subject a little bit. but I know. It's I, important that one, I, yeah. I think, yeah I, I've done that, well, pretty much from day one. Um, tried to. And, and tried to get a certain amount of new people in. Um, but I try and curate. as not just
0: possible. Yeah, I always try and make sure that people are at least bringing something new if they are returning. Because yeah. again, there's people that I will happily have there every year just because i like seeing them it's mm. pretty much the only time i get to see some of them in a year and i know yeah. there are people around Gloucester who do like come back to specifically see a couple of different people
1: That's right.
0: who are there each year so i've got no real problem with that mm. um we didn't start curating them until this year or the year before we did start doing like limited tables so we'd have specifically categorized tables like comics tables small press tables but you'd inevitably get some fucker selling funko pops who buy a comic table because they had a couple of back issues that they pop on their thing uh, <laughs> so, okay so that's where that started to fall apart yeah <laughs> is that yeah yeah i sell comics it's like i have got three and all these funko's i've heard a complaint from a lot
2: of um people who sell back issues that they um they don't like paying for tables a lot of them will hold hold off is that yeah true,
0: it's a tricky thing. I mean, we've all, again, touch wood, we've always been quite lucky that we've had a fairly decent selection of back-issue sellers. Yeah. I mean, not as many as I'd like to some degree, but then we've also made up for it in small press, so yeah, I'm cool with it. But it is notoriously difficult to get back-issue sellers.
3: It is, actually. Okay.
0: Definitely. That's interesting. Um, yeah, Partly because, you know, they're on the assumption that they've gone to cons where it's been you know actor con so nobody's there buying comics so they're not making any money so they've just assumed nobody's got any interest in back issues anymore yeah i
2: know at <laughs> london super comic Con, the one you talked about earlier is the um mm-hmm. I, I was in the queue to buy a coffee before they'd open with a couple mm-hmm. of back issues and they were both talking about asking for their money back because mm. they hadn't sold many
3: i think a lot of yeah. people did do that you?
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah but it, it's a catch 22 they won't come because they won't think they'll make any money the attendance is dropping because people are stopping coming who are looking for back issues so you yeah. get people who are like oh, i went to that con but they didn't have any back issues so i'm not going to bother going again and then you yeah. get the back issue sellers are like i heard there weren't many people buying back issues so i'm not going to bother going
2: but you'll hear them complaining at comic marts and that's the only reason people go to comic marts is to buy back issues they yeah. love a complaint don't they they'll uh, use car salesmen that are a uh, back everybody
3: issue does sellers. everybody likes yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, think I think everybody is. has that thing of like i'm gonna make a shitload i'm not gonna carry much of this shit back to the car
3: yeah oh
0: mate i feel that yeah
3: <laughs> I literally look at
0: it and think,
2: "Gosh, my back's not going to stand." I've got three journeys back to the car. Please let me sell two thirds of the stock.
3: Yeah. yeah, there's a bit of that
2: going on here. Yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah, I've actually been told um, in previous years that my show's too small. For people have come to me saying, "I'm back issue seller." What's right. your footfall? And I'm like, I've told them the footfall and the and the amount of tables in total. Oh, it's too small. All oh,
2: right.
0: really? Okay.
3: All right then. Cheers. <laughs> That's why my my con's been quite small on that.
0: Yeah, but you're not. Um like me you're not unreasonably priced on tables i mean we've had to gradually push the price up unfortunately but we kept it as cheap as we could for a long time so it's not i know you've got travel on top and potentially hiring a van that sort of Mm. thing but you also look at if you go into a smaller con maybe you don't need two tables maybe you just bring one table's worth of stock and see how it goes
3: but i think mine might be geographical because like i said the reason our footfall's just gone is there's so many little events yeah i mean cardiff's got like four events um, and the Valleys and, and the Cardiff area, everything's quite close together. So Swansea's got two cons, Newport's got two cons, um, and it's it's kind of stretched apart, so I think people focus on the bigger venues, because it's, it's money-making, so that's why they do it.
0: That's the thing that happened to us, that we lost a lot of footfall from when Gloucester Comic-Con set up, because even though it's not the same kind of Comic-Con as us, we lost the casuals. Yeah. Who would be more inclined to go because there is a face I recognise from telly. Yeah. Rather than, oh, we'll just go to this one. We can see people dressed up and have a laugh mm. and maybe buy a couple of bits.
3: Mm.
0: Maybe buy a Viking horn to drink out of. <laughs>
3: That's relevant to comics.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> buy some Japanese sweets.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, a thing that goes up your bum and wags with the hotter you get. <laughs> Ooh, where'd you get that from? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I got you one, mate, like you asked. cracking. Thanks. send the link
3: later. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, it's
0: just... I don't know. I think that's the thing. And now that you've got the one starting at Cheltenham Library, I don't know how much that's going to affect us going forward.
2: Yeah, you can't like it's... that. It's don't like that on Facebook because Stuart sends you a
0: threatening message. I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's fine. I'm torn with that one because it's a thing in a library. And yeah, you know, I'm all for supporting libraries. Yeah,
3: but it's still competition, though, isn't it?
0: But it's it competition, and there's minor bad blood between us. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Certainly on my part, just because they dicks me around but um <laughs> that's sort of a talking point i had though speaking of sort of free events should comic cons be free
2: yeah that's a big question yeah, it I seems
0: think to be a growing thing with it, people man. yeah it's like oh it's like fiber to get in it should be free
2: it's but... moving that way you know there's a lot of free events out there aren't there
3: but yeah. uh, but you've got to have a really decent model that guarantees you are going to make money back because again breaking even is perfect losing a little bit fine but you don't yeah. want to lose tons of money i couldn't personally put on a free event because the because it's kind of city center and it's very expensive any venue is very expensive
1: yeah yeah so you us. have
3: to cover that exactly so it, it, it yes um ethically that would be lovely um but i don't think it's it's possible across the board at all if you've got funding for it yes definitely i don't know how salopia was free i just i don't know how um, a lot of these bigger events. I think the council trips. got involved. Yeah. A right, bit, okay. Because I?
1: Okay.
0: Um, I think, yeah, I think one of the people organising it was a council member.
3: Oh, okay.
0: But um, oh, Oldham's free, isn't it? Oldham's a free event. Yeah. Is, yeah, I think he gets funded. The trouble with being a free event that relies on funding is eventually funding dries up. Exactly. Right. Govern- councils change, the people in it change, their priorities change. So there's always that risk. But well, I mean, on that My- same point of view, don't you think that
2: conventions have
0: got a shelf life?
2: Yes, I mean, not, I've been in comics since the 70s. There's nothing that's even, I suppose, San Diego, but it's a bit of a different fish, isn't it? There's nothing that's still going. There's nothing, there's very few that last more than 10 years, aren't there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I mean, I feel like we're on borrowed time sometimes. Yeah, I think there's Mel- more people are Melch- seeing it as an easy cash years? cow as well. Yeah. Melksham was what, four years? Was it? Five years. Uh, five. They, hit, yeah. they hit their fifth year. The trouble with Melksham was they went to two days. Right. It wasn't and,
2: enough there for two days for me
0: no it was because i mean we went like I say to the last year i think i did the hall in about half an hour and then did it again stopping and talking to people when their tables were clear but the panels are off in a different area they're in a pub across the road right it sort of spilled out into the village which is great it's nice if but you need to get that whole village in you need to get things spread out throughout the village rather than just in a hall yeah and then across in a pub you need something connecting it
2: So it needs to be substantial to be more than one day, doesn't it? Yeah, you need to be like
0: I think if we'd have stayed at the race course and kept growing to its full potential, we could have moved up to a two day event. Yeah. If we'd had the money to start pulling in Mm. it sounds disrespectful, but for want of a better term, the bigger names.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: I think if if we could have built that then we there was a potential thing. A lot of people were telling us we should go to two days. And it was like, But why? I just I'd rather have one day and people are like I loved it. I just didn't get around enough time to get around everything. And be like, yeah, I went to both days, but by the Sunday afternoon, I was just like bored.
2: Yeah. So, so who's your big white whale then? Who who would be? You get to choose one guest, and they they come along. You know who would be who would be you? you want to get?
0: You, maybe somebody you've never never guessed I, before. I've got a few. That, yeah. They're American. I mean, I'd love to get the '90s Superman team. Like Mike Carlin, Dan Jurgens, yeah, Breeding all those lot, uh, uh, Louis Simone, um, all of that lot. But no, Louis Simonson, sorry, not yeah. <laughs> it's good we said yeah, yeah. Simonson, But yeah, I'd love to get those. I'd love to have Terry Moore over because Terry Moore's always been really supportive of the things I've done from back when I did the film.
2: Okay, oh,
3: that's nice. What through, Strange in Paradise, Terry Moore. Yeah, oh, nice.
0: yeah, and um,
3: yeah, he does New York
2: and... quite a lot. He's um, I'll buy, I'll get you something off him this year, man. He's he's always at a table in Artist alley or somewhere you know he's good yeah
0: yeah yeah i really like him and i've interviewed him a couple of times for starburst magazine when i was writing okay. for them and um when i first set up troops i was like look i'm looking at setting up a comic-con i'd like to have you as a guest one day or how would that work naively and he wasn't like if you don't know how it works just piss off he was like look yeah. to be honest financially it probably wouldn't be worth it for me and it definitely wouldn't be worth it for you so let's sort of wait and see where the years take us, and we'll look at it again further down the line, kind of thing. Which was a lot nicer than a simple "just fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's just always been really nice, and I'd love to get Shannon Wheeler over because I'm okay. a bit too much coffee too much man. Coffee, fan. yeah, yeah. I like too much coffee, man. That's good. It's good series. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be more for me than anybody else. So it's yeah. I'm not sure what his UK following is, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's
2: not. He's not. He's not a big seller. over here. He? Yeah. <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd so be it purely would purely be an indulgence bludge. for yourself. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, but what about you? Is who would you get?
3: Um, I've got a bit of a list. <laughs> okay,
1: good. Go for it. <laughs> um, yeah.
3: Alan Martin and Jamie Hewlett will never happen, but that would be amazing.
1: Right.
3: Um, yeah, yeah. Girl got me into comics, and I'm obsessed. Yeah. Uh, Alan Martin does do cons now, so I was so close to getting okay. him for next year yeah. if I'd run it anyway uh garth ennis massive fan
2: love his stuff we, uh, we 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 interviewed tko on the pod this week yeah. and it was just us before we press record it was just us going on about our brilliant garth ennis is i just the, love him easily one of the best top three writers for me love his stuff yeah, yeah. can do yeah. anything as well
3: i met him yeah. at new- i went to new york comic-con years ago and he was yeah. packing up and i pegged it over because my mate made me and i shook his hand and i was shaking because i'm such a fan and he's this big beast have you seen him he's like a fucking wrestler Massive. Yeah. and he nearly broke my hand like shaking it and i was just like oh, thank you. i really like your stuff bye and ran away
2: yeah yeah i bye. met him at nice one year he was good yeah yeah,
3: i'd love to have um, look at I'd the also... range of
2: stuff he's written he's written the boys yeah. but he's also written you know some really w- great dark war stories and you know yeah. He can... yeah he's a proper writer to me he's a guy who and applies he... himself it's not it's, you don't pick it up and think oh look it's just garth in his talking in this comic nice. it's it's, it's he, he works on it which i really like yeah uh,
3: C- cross yeah. was ridiculously <laughs> I, I loved it
2: i rate cross much more than the walking dead because i think it packed more in the first six issues yes. than the whole walking dead did in 50 issues
3: well yeah well yeah. 15 series probably um yeah. but i yeah i just i love I, anything he's done i've got um oh shit what's it called uh the pro have you read the pro Oh uh, yes
2: yeah 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 so him yeah. jimmy calmiotti
3: and amanda connor
2: yeah, love a man. And I got
3: cats, I got them all signed um, at that new York Comic Con, and they were all anyway. Sorry, um, uh, Janelle Jones. I really, really would like to get over because okay. I met her at Thought Bubble last year, year before, and she was just lovely, and I love her stuff. Yeah. And um, Tom King actually.
2: Okay. Know, yeah, it? yeah.
3: Love yeah, his yeah. stuff. Really good, right? And Brian K. Vaughan is my ultimate. Writer.
2: Ah. Yeah, Nice got him a few years ago, didn't he? Brian yeah,
3: Thought Bubble had him a few years ago.
2: Okay. And
3: he's yeah, tiny. Yeah. He's tiny, tiny man. Is I couldn't he? get near him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, okay. I suppose yeah, the good. one who's kind of achievable for me, but I've just not been able to get in touch with him, is Barry Kitson, because I was a big Asriel fan.
2: Ah, oh, yeah, I love that. Kid. I love that run. Um, That's some, a great Somebody offered to put
0: me in touch back. with him for a fee, but, <laughs> but yeah, I've never been able to. Get, I've dropped him a couple of messages through Facebook, but he either just doesn't check him or because I'm not connected with him on Facebook, other than being a follower kind of thing. It's yeah. just a message he's never seen kind of thing. Or um, like, we say, we might
3: we might be able to have a word after then. Ooh. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. Awesome, um, but yeah, um, like I say, Azrael was the thing I really loved when I was sort of was moving away from... Super yeah. It was fantastic, Azrael. It doesn't no, get... still
2: contained 100-issue series that was just really good. It yeah, changed pace a little
0: bit, but, you know, it was still good. Yeah, it started to rely more on the other Batman books, didn't it, with crossing over with things like Contagion and... Yeah. All that sort of thing. Mm. But, okay, but yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, just would, um, back on the. Can I Sorry. go? No, carry on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was going to say um, I'd like Doug Mensch, uh, Paul Galassi, and Mike Zeck. That's I'd have though. I've met Mike Zeck, but the three of them doing a. Bye. And I think yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the um. Don't, because I'll share pictures of you at that hen night. Don't. I? don't. <laughs> the uh, I would say um, with the Master of Kung Fu movie coming out, there's got to be a space for it somewhere. And Glacey's retired now, but he's up for coming over to the... I, every three, couple of years, I, I, I told this story in the pod, I emailed Paul Glacey and say, any chance of a commission? And we end up having a to-and-fro, which has never ended up in a commission, but it's ended up in just a chuckle. And he says he wants to come to the UK. So, Paul Glacey, some of these guys, are just amazing. You mm-hmm. Doug mentioned...
1: I, I love to get eggs.
0: people yeah. over, it's just so cost prohibitive.
3: Oh, yeah. oh, 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 I've got one, I've got one, I've got one. Jim, um, my food. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's really good mates. For some reason, um, I'm really good mates with Swansea Comic Collective guys, uh, Mark Hughes in particular, and they were hanging out with him after Thought Bubble last year. And he just seems such a dude.
2: He's nice guy. And yeah, it's it really
3: stunning is. work. Absolutely, he's done a, yeah. a pin-up for Mark's um, latest Kickstarter, which has just been okay. Smashed.
2: Well, he's. I um, know yeah, um, Matt Harrow is huge, huge um, Marfood fan. Mm. And um, I, I got—he uh, sort of nervously didn't want to walk over, and I ended up introducing him and got the best—the the best picture I've ever taken at a conventions. Yeah. So those two meeting because he did him like a, a sort of a drawing and handed off. who'd went, "This is brilliant, geezer, you know," sort of thing. And, and Matt just lit up. It was like the best Aww. moment.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah he's
2: okay. a bit of Yes, yeah, yeah. And I love his work. I love it. Even yeah. these—he does like these crazy variants that are just mm. not applicable to the character at all, but it's just no. some, somehow works, work. Works, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there you go. And Tim Truman, I know he did LFCC, but I didn't go to it and I missed him. And I'm a big, tr- big Truman fan. I never met him. There you go. Some
0: good. Sorry,
2: yeah. Stuart. So yeah.
0: Sorry. You. Yeah. Um, no, I was just going to say sort of a final thought on. I know we sort of swayed away from it, but the should Comic Cons be free thing. Oh um, really? My thing with it is that, like, is I'd love to do a free event, but it's funding. But I also kind of feel if you're willing to pay to go to an event because it's got somebody from a film or a TV program in it. Why aren't you willing to do the same for one that's got comic guests? Yes. Why are we belittling it just because it doesn't have, or you know, taking any monetary value away from it?
3: Mm.
0: Because mm. they just do comics.
2: I suppose the problem is that comics rarely sell more than
0: fifty thousand now, do they? Yeah. No. I, mm. I. From a financial thing, I understand, but
1: yeah,
0: just a moral thing. No,
1: you're <laughs> quite, right. quite right. Yeah,
0: no, I agree, man. Yeah, yeah,
2: completely. Yeah,
1: mm.
2: yeah, we won't survive otherwise. Yeah. Well no, we won't. We, we need people to know about it. Yeah.
0: Free events like BAM are awesome, but I think if you're adding the extra value of panels, workshops and that sort of thing, you pay for that shit if anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you're just doing a thing that is just a sales floor like BAM was, mm-hmm. perfect. It should be free. One hundred percent. Um but yeah, if you're doing the added value and and you know, getting comic guests in kind of thing.
1: Yeah.
0: That require a fee. Then why should you begrudge paying five, ten pounds to get in? Yeah. To meet these people, kind of thing.
2: I mean, you said you told me you went to Erotica, Stu, and you said that was worth the entrance fee for all the workshops and stuff you went to. Exactly, they were so interactive.
3: Oh, my yeah, God, stop. <laughs> Both of you, just stop it. <laughs> all
0: right. I was, I was going to do Steve Sims' message that he sent to me, but oh, I'm not okay. sure, well, not sure he wants to follow that.
3: Oh, I like, I like Steve Sims. Go on. Yeah, Hello, go on. Steve.
0: I don't know what it is about erotica that made me think Steve Sims. Oh, <laughs> do it. Uh, right. He sent quite a lengthy one, so okay. I will try and read it as best I can. Right. So as we all know, cons are a mixed bag, and you never really know what you're going to get until the day. The main thing that you hope for from an exhibitor perspective is that a con is either well-promoted in the local area so that people know it's happening, or it's a decent footfall in the town city it's being held in uh, so that you can attract people off the street. Uh, this last point leads to the issue of cosplayers. Brace yourself. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, and why I personally think they are the kind of essential for a con. I yeah. see them as walking billboards for the event. Uh, nothing draws the attention from kids, mums, and general folk uh, with a nerdy lean-in like people striding down the street dressed as crazy characters, making their way to your con. Even better is a line of them outside waiting to get in or having their photo taken outside the event. Uh, now, I understand that uh, they can clutter a convention a bit, but the attention they draw and the time they spend in the convention usually leads to good sales for those flogging their indie books. Uh, yeah, I understand. Sorry, it is a long one. <laughs> yeah, I understand and agree that a lot of time uh, they are there looking for a Naruto key ring or a Pokemon cupcake, uh, but they usually also uh, they usually also are quite interested in what's being drawn and produced by the indie peeps. And also, due to the long hours they spend hanging around the con, and usually decide to part with some cash to relieve the boredom of just hanging around. I know this sounds like a bit of a negative, having them loitering about the place, but again, when they are drawing attention from outsiders that might pop in with their youngsters, uh, then it's only a good thing. It's true that us comic peeps ideally want crowds of diehard comic fans who come with loads of cash and leave bags bags full of stuff, but this isn't uh, really a reality a lot of the time. Uh, so a con existence relies into, uh, on being accommodating to as many of the audience: cosplay, casual, geek, browsers, diehards, collectors, looking specific stuff. Ultimately, I think the real killer for a con is if no one knows about it. If it's going on but there's no street presence or posters pointing towards the event, then it's going to be dead for a couple of hours after the doors open. Those conventions we all go to uh, have a lot of knickknacks and stuff, but only a few comics usually have stormtroopers outside and they draw a decent crowd of people because there's Stormtroopers outside. You know, the, well can we go and check out the Stormtroopers kind of approach? And yeah, that was... Oh, I gave that angry face. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, so that was Steve's thing. Um, um, yeah, so... I,
1: I've, I've, I've I know my,
0: your my, opinions on...
2: My opinions on... I've, I've sold two comics to... No, that's a lie. I've, sold, I've probably sold five comics to cosplayers at every convention. We've sold. I've sold hundreds and hundreds of books. I saw Pat Broderick post a um, something that said, um, um, he, "Pat Broderick, obviously, you know, brilliant artist. You know, through decades, you know, Firestorm, Alpha Flight, Micronauts, you name it, he's done it." He, he posted something about a year ago saying he's never sold anything to a cosplayer. Um, I don't know. I just uh, I find them I find them attention-seeking idiots. To be fair, there you go. I'm on the record. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. Now don't hold back, Tony. No. <laughs> um, I. That's really interesting to hear that because I've I've normally I think they've got a better better class of cosplayer down in Devon. Um, because, <laughs> um, I don't, well, the, the the Cardiff lot traditionally, yes, they look gorgeous, yes, they look wonderful. I couldn't get away with half the stuff they they come out with. I don't know what they are half the time, but I admire their um, resilience and their craft and all that. Um, they are good in terms of ticket sales, but. Boy. I'm I'm surprised that Steve said that, and I'm pleasantly surprised that he said that they do buy lots of indie stuff because I, I haven't heard a lot of that at all. Like Normally for my exhibitors, sorry, Cardiff's exhibitors, they will go for the manga, they'll go for the cutesy stuff, they'll go for the, you know, cu- Pokemon cupcakes and everything. I do like a cupcake, mine, so I'd have one of them as well. Um <laughs> But they don't tend to... It doesn't really cross over. So yeah it's refreshing to hear that they do do that but i've found in the past that my shows yes they're good for me in terms of ticket sales and yes of course we should we should welcome anybody in to the to the comic convention um you know regardless of whether they're in costume or not because if they're keen to have a look at stuff then great come on in and have a look you might discover something new but i just from my own personal experience i don't find they do tend to benefit the exhibitors or the guests yeah. but I, it's I, nice I they head... do sometimes
2: I had my head turned slightly by your pal, Stu, Who's the lady? Stephanie. Brother? Stephanie. You, you, now she bought a breakfast comics.
0: with a cosplayer. Yeah, yeah.
2: That was a yeah.
0: You, you, and then Dan came so... down in
2: cosplay. It's yeah, and like she Dan works a magic on him. Yeah, and um, she, I, I, I was, I was um, nicely surprised by her attitude towards comics. And later on, she ran up to me and was telling me all about the comics she'd bought. Yeah, and she I had quite. A big... I didn't know who she was because she had makeup all over her face <laughs> and did her costume. And I was like oh that's brilliant yeah and i've I just held back from saying who the fuck are you then i realized we'd <laughs> had coco about four hours before yeah you know I mean? together but yeah the, the occasionally occasionally i'm made made wrong by it
0: i have to say yeah there sorry. are there's to my mind there's two kinds of cosplayers that i noticed there are the ones that are genuine comic fans who just like dressing up yeah. who do tend to go and buy, I mean, I'm sort of in the thing where I see them out of costume. Whereas if you just see them in costume and then out of costume, you don't connect the two.
2: I, I would argue with that. though, Stu. I would say if you're by, if you're cause I hear that all the time. Well, how do you know? Cause sometimes we take our costumes off and we go back to the convention and we buy comics. Yeah. I would argue you're not a cosplayer buying comics then at that point. Are you?
0: Yeah, no, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sort of using that as a defense or. Okay. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. yeah, no. but, Um, Came across slightly aggressive. There. Apologies. Sorry. <laughs>
3: he really doesn't like cosplayers.
1: Yeah, um, i actually but,
3: i'm thinking about this uh a lot of our most of our cosplayers are young and i think that might be why they tend to just stick to what they know yeah we, we don't get too many like over 21 cosplayers um unless we're talking about judge dread uniforms but they're uniforms they're not cosplayers so <laughs>
2: yeah That's the dread ones are a bit the 2008 ones are a bit different actually they are generally comic you know 2008 because 2008 is such a a niche area oh, isn't God, it? they're, like, they're like nuts yeah. for 2000 ad and often for nothing else but yes. i would say at the 2000 ad events yeah the cosplayers do buy stuff i would agree i would say yeah, definitely. yeah.
3: but you can't yeah. call them cosplayers because they're not
2: right okay fine they're judges
3: yeah. you're not allowed to call they get very funny about that
2: oh do they oh, <laughs> I've, okay. learned, I've learned
3: from personal experience <laughs> yeah. yes but yeah um,
0: no there seem there seem to be two kinds. that we get at our event which is the ones that are comic fans that just like to dress up and then you get the ones that are dicks who just like to dress up and dick around <laughs> And that's it in
3: front of people's tables. And that's, again, it's back to the respect. Well, I
0: mean, we've always kept the cosplay, gave them them, a separate area to hang out in, because I'm conscious that they will just loiter on the floor. Otherwise, even when we moved to the new venue, I made sure we had a cosplay space. Yeah. Yeah. But I also turned into my dad at that event, where I was just walking along being like, get off the furniture, mate. (laughs) Don't sit on the arm of the chair. (laughs) Because they like to jump. They're dressed as Spider-Man, so they like to jump on and, you know, cling to the arm of the chair. And it's like, look, people are going to sit on that. That's furniture. It's got being a twat
3: <laughs> I've got Which, a the hotel
0: didn't mind at all but it just it pisses me off
3: no it's just disrespectful isn't it i've got a nice little story from cardiff i think it was 2012 it was our second ever cardiff and the one and only time mike invited a celebrity in inverted commas you can't see but i'm doing the bunny ears um and it was it was the lovely colin baker uh and mike had, mike had hired in this massive tardis Um, That was It was back in the hotel we were in last year, so it was floor-to-ceiling this tile. It's massive. We plonked Colin Baker in front of it, and then all the cosplayers, all in their Matt Smith and John Barrowman outfits, posed in front of Colin Baker, not having a clue who he was, and it was just like, oh, oh." God. (laughs) It was so humiliating. Allow me
2: to say this, though. Colin Baker wrote some Doctor Who monthlies so uh, in my mind, I don't mind Colin Baker's quite so much. <laughs> I mean.
0: I, I've i always said with Colin Baker that, yes, I like to joke that he will turn up to the opening of anything kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. usually either him or Peter. And he's much happier to be there than Peter Davison is. Peter Davidson's a right miserable wanker when you see him behind a table at a con. Uh, my uh, eldest went through a Doctor Who phase, so we took him to that one in Western, whatever it's called, stars of whatever. Oh, yeah. And Peter Davison was there, and he wanted twenty quid to have a selfie taken on your phone 20 quid. with him. course. Okay. And I think it was about twenty quid for an autograph as well. And even my Jack, my eldest, who was about seven at the time, was like, "Yeah, no, that's just a waste of money."
1: I was like, <laughs> what
0: a wise child!" But then we went to Gloucester Comic Con the first year because Colin Baker was there, and he wanted to meet him, and he was lovely. Oh, cool. He, he like. He'd do a selfie with you and he'd just ask that you put a couple of money in his tin for charity.
2: Yeah, I think it was a dog's trust charity off the top of my head. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and he was lovely and he took a little bit of time to talk to him. And Colin Baker was always my favourite doctor when growing up as a kid because I was the right age for his doctor kind of thing. Right. So I was was just sort of like, you know.
3: Oh, you're so young. You were my doctor and he
0: was like, oh, you're the one. (laughs) Yeah, his was uh, Patrick uh, Troughton's
3: yours was patrick yours was bloody william hartnell do you mind
0: there wasn't even a doctor who when tony was yeah exactly oh my god
3: no tom tom baker's mine yeah me
0: yeah yeah it's it's sort of it was peter Davison into colin baker was mine so but you know peter Davison kind of broke my heart i mean i'm a miserable prick
3: (laughs) well if it makes you feel better which it won't because you said he's nice um colin baker was at my con so you know but I then it, if people will stand in front of him and take pictures. <laughs> I wouldn't well, yeah, I
0: suppose pictures. if you've turned up, you're the big celebrity guest and nobody knows who you are.
3: <laughs> no, that was a learning curve, which we didn't uh, repeat. So there we are. Yes. And
0: yeah.
3: that's what I would say with any convention, any convention organising, if you don't learn from your mistakes, you're not doing it right. Basically. No,
0: if you yeah. continually keep making the same mistakes. Yeah. Although some people seem to find longevity in into...
3: <laughs> Yes, yes. I, but,
0: I couldn't agree more. Names. I am
3: going to say that myself. <laughs> But it's true, it's like anything in life, isn't it? You can make mistakes, that's human, but you need to learn from them definitely and change so it up. You've got to
0: learn from your mistakes and you've got to learn to adapt.
3: Yes, exactly. Even,
0: even if it's just small things, like I say, you've got to learn to get cut what's not working. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is a business at the end of the day. Mm. It's not, because that's the thing, you're not just making money for you, you're setting no. something up that people are taking a chance on with a view yeah. to making money from as well. Mm-hmm. And like I say, fortunately, a lot of people will offset the money they make or don't make against how good a time they had, how many people they interacted with, that sort of yeah. thing.
2: I think as well, you guys, you you don't really give yourself enough credit that if I think of Cardiff, I think of his, if I think of True Believers, I think of Stuart and Andy, if I think of uh, Nottingham, I think of Kevin Kell, you know, if I think of Lemington, I think of Dan, you know, the, you're the figurehead for these comic conventions and your enthusiasm and uh, love for the medium is is a lot of the time communicated through that being that iconic figurehead for
0: a convention i think sometimes yeah so, it's it's an unfortunate yeah. position to have to be in sometimes
3: because <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'd much rather just be in the background but you kind of have to put yourself out that's why i start doing the mailer and that sort of thing and it is a year-round job yeah doing yeah. it i mean even to the point where i'm just trying to stay relevant online because you can be that event that's like, Have you bought your tickets yet? Who's bought their tickets yet? You're gonna buy your tickets yet? Thanks for buying yeah. your tickets. I oh, mean,
2: credit to you credit to you, Stu. You've got so much going on. You've got this, you've got the mailer, which is brilliant. It's a really good mailer, man. Mm. Um you've got, you know, you have got the the event and the, I know you're not doing the summer event, but you've done the summer event as well before. You know, it's no, all credit to you
0: and you know. Yeah, these, and it's you know, doing the draw are... something Sunday, just sort of keeping it relevant and yeah. ideally the thing we set up to do is encourage people to create stuff kind of thing. And it's hit and miss each week in week out, but yeah. it sort of just keeps it out there without pressure
1: selling yeah. kind of thing. Yeah.
0: But it's, that's, it's... Like,
2: that's what I want to come away. I mean, I know I sell things now for a living at conventions, but I want to come away inspired to create something. And I've done, I do that with all your guys. Once I do that with El Calf. Mm. you know, I do, I do it. There's, you know, that's what you've got to do you've got to go to it and come away and think you know that was such a good experience because we're never going to be millionaires now are we do you know what I mean no one's going to be a millionaire anymore in comics? No. but no. you know to, to pass on a little bit of that creativity disease is all we want you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joy, I say, that's, that's something i don't think you get at mcms because mcms are such a sales focused event yeah. you don't yeah. get i can't imagine there's that many people that come away from mcm inspired to create something i'm yeah, not saying there aren't anybody but
2: do you know what MCM's a hard sell? We had a big, we had a big booth this year, and we're back, we're back again in October, um, at MCM, and everything was, it w- wasn't like oh, um, what have you got new out, which is what we get at thought bubble and LCAF. It was like oh, comics, what are they then? You know, so you kind of have to talk these people in, not talk them into it, but build them up from the ground upwards about. Yeah. Oh, did you, have you ever seen these graphic novels? You know, have a look at the art of that, and our, our books sell themselves to a certain extent, but people, you've got to get people's eyes on them. You know, you've got to get people looking at them. Yeah. And sometimes I really like that. There was a lot of people at uh, the XL. Um, and then two weeks later, we had LCAF. A lot of people who didn't know about comics, didn't know about that world, and turned up with their kids at LCAF and were like, they'd loved a Hilda book or something like that, or Nightlights or something. And they turned up at CAF And that was like the best feeling, you know. Yeah. And people were saying to me, Oh, do you remember me, Tony? I'm saying, Of course I remember you, Geezer. You know, and it's like that. It was like nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I've always come away from true believers. Inspired to create things, kind of thing. But this last yeah, year, me too, man, really bit me. I think because it was had such an old school vibe to it this year, because it was in a hotel. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like, oh, mate, you're... as much as I love the race course. It was there's was something that's slightly soulless about the race course, and that's not that's just the nature of the venue. It's such a big thing.
2: As I walked around the last troops, all I could think of was chasing Amy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's,
2: uh, that scene in Chasing Amy with your mum's a tracer, yeah, that that was just so like that. Just, it, and I loved that so much, you know?
0: Yeah. But it it really had that feel. I, I've always been nostalgic for the kind of cons that don't exist anymore that you hear mm. about when you hear like a comic documentary where they talk about that it used to just be people meeting up in the basement of a hotel and buying back issues and meeting their heroes and that sort of thing and just getting sketches and that sort of thing. And I've always sort of had a nostalgic thing for that. And what San Diego Comic-Con was originally, yeah, which was just in the basement of a hotel kind of thing. And, I've just slightly missed out on that, unfortunately, because of my age. And yeah. that's kind of what I always wanted True Believers to be. And I think this year we really hit it. I know it sounds like a bone smoke up me own ass kind of thing, but it was more happy accident than anything yeah. else. But and yeah, just come away from it being so inspired to create. I've just been messing around with, like I said, I did the robot thing. Yeah, man, yeah, it's great. And now yeah. you're at
2: convention this weekend, uh, you know, selling on your own table and stuff like that. Yeah, it's good, man, yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah. guys, did we did we want to talk about what conventions we've got coming up as punters or organisers or, yeah. what, you know, what it's going to be? Um, have you got – uh, shall, I, shall I just give out the ones that I'm going to be doing that I'd recommend to others? Yep. Yeah. yeah, so um, I don't know what this is going to be like, and you forced me to go to it. <laughs> it's n- not another Comic-Con, on, uh, which is Saturday, isn't it? It
1: I don't is know Saturday. When, I don't know
2: when you're putting this out, but it's 10 to 6, Aston University. I've never done that one before, and you've got a table, and I thought I'll go, I'll go and see what it's like.
0: Um, is it 10 till 6? Because the thing I saw said it was 10 till 4.
2: Oh, no, you're right, man. Yeah, no, it's 10 till 4. I think Get there is apologies. something
0: else going on at 6, but it's very confusing.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's you and me getting a curry. I think that's how it works, isn't it? That's yeah, it, quite yeah. possibly. Yeah. Um, and then I've got Hackney Comic and Zine Fair. Now, we haven't talked about the Zine Fairs so far, but Zine Fairs are a growing concern. They're, they're, they're busy in the most part of these days, I think. You know, this, there's this sort of delineation between comics and zines that's going on, certainly in London. Yeah. And some of the My, my only concern like with that
0: is people are starting to say they're not reading a comic, they're reading a zine. Yeah. It's like, yep. no, that is mainly a fucking comic.
2: Agree. Yeah. Like then they used to say about graphic novels I don't read comics, I read graphic it novels. Is, it's
0: just another thing for people who are not comfortable being comic readers to yeah. something That's else it. to call it, kind of thing.
2: I have to say Hackney's great, and it's run by Joe Stone, who's a pal of mine, and yeah. does some really great, quirky, autobiographical comics, which are really good. And he's a great creator um, and a friend of No Brown, stuff like that. And So he's we've got a table at that, and it's convenient for us because it's about 500 yards from the front door of our office, so I can, nice. I can just wheel the stuff down there. Um, <laughs> so that, I'm really looking forward to that. 8th September, look him up on Twitter. Um, it's going to be a really good event. I think it's going to be busy as well. They've got some Gareth Brooks is at it. You know, some really good people out it. Uh, then I'm at the New York Comic Con third of the tenth the sixth of the tenth um we're on the main floor for the no braille flying eye hilda but we've got the woodman's house uh, I, don't, I think i can say that i don't think that's a secret but you can go and have se- selfies in the woodman's house so we're pulling out all the stops at that one and i think ne- new york comic con I, I missed last year i've I, I got a bit down on it i found it a bit too pop media sort of me but um the, the artist alley is if you, you want to go to a convention all about comics just go to artist alley And then go to the small, sort of, or the large back issue area on the main floor. And that's all you need from New York, I think. Cool. Um, Then the Nottingham is the 19th of October. Yeah. Um, We're going to table at that again from No Brow. And the pod's going to be there. Also, Comics Pod, Vince and Dan are going to do that one. Um, We're doing MCM, 25th to 27th of October. And then we're doing Thought Bubble, the 9th. Is it the 9th of November onwards? It's two days, isn't it? I think. I honestly
0: can't
1: remember.
2: Yeah, so that's, uh, so we've got a busy October. October's busy this year. And then you think the lakes is just after that as well, isn't it? It's going to be a busy time, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of, everything seems to be moving back towards the end of the year. Yeah, which... it's very little in August, actually, anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose risky with summer holidays. That was always the problem with the summer con. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that as, you know, good as it was, it wasn't as well attended as it probably should have been. Yeah. 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 And, um, but yeah, and I, I always think that events should sort of like pick a weekend and stick to it as much as they can. Yeah, I know and then it doesn't it's... always work because some fucker muscles in on your weekend sometimes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, I know Leamington's the same weekend as New York, so I can't do that. And then, we've got yeah, True Believe is 2nd of February this year, is it? Next First year? of Feb. First of Feb, yeah. So we've got, we've got, we've got a table. We're, we're good to go on that one. So yeah. looking forward to that event, man. I'm going to stay in the hotel again overnight. Um, and not drink because I don't drink anymore, but probably be embarrassing as always. Well,
0: yeah. I mean. Mm. Potentially stupid question in New York with your table in New York. Did you say with no brand? Yeah, yeah. What well, happens I... with getting your stock over or if they got a printer over there got, that does it?
2: We got New York. Hey, we got a New York office. Ah oh, uh, Nice. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, I've always been
0: curious that. with people who go because imagine you. you can, there's a
2: number of ways you can do it. You can take it over with you, but I think let's face it, depends on customs. Um, yeah cough cough or you can send it over and i think there's various ways of doing it you can send it to the actual convention you can send it to the hotel or the uh, airbnb if you've got if you've worked it out properly yeah. there are ways of doing it yeah
0: i was it was something i was always curious about like you know rachel smith lugging like, a suitcase full of the rabbit yeah. or whatever
2: yeah yeah or <laughs> through if got customs a, kind of thing i know a lot of guys will chair tables so they might send it out to their table mate who happens to be a new york resident or oh, so you know there's that there's various yeah. ways of
0: doing
1: it.
2: yeah
0: so
2: yeah yeah like i say it was I mean, we, we stay at the New Yorker and they've got like a business suite and I think you can FedEx stuff out to their business suite there.
0: Uh, yeah, cool. Stuff like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. No,
0: that's a good point though, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like I say, just if I thought about it logically, that probably is the way. But... Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'd love to do on as well one year. I'll keep promising myself. I, I, th- I think I need to do on one year. I'll just, mm, that'd be good. I love the idea of it, you know. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah. What about you, Is You got any plans to do any coming up or?
3: Um, very, very few this year. I've I've taken a bit of a step back this year. Uh, I went a bit mental last year. You did. Uh, yeah, you uh, yeah, did. Yeah. 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 A little bit exhausted. Um, but I've got a it's a it's a work situation. Um, so I'm like one of a th- team of three that I'm the only one in. Um, for the right. next couple of months. So I've kind <laughs> of got to stay here. Um, so I'm doing definitely doing in um, which is just before our holidays, um, and then that's it for this year. And then I'll be okay. doing Troops next year, Lawless next year. I'll be hopefully helping organise that um, with Sue. And I'm going to get back to New York Comic Con as
2: well. Oh, nice one! Mm. Yeah, we talked about this. Didn't we? You're going to go back in, and I think BAM's in December as well. Forget sorry to forget about BAM. I'll be I'll be
0: tabling with the pod at BAM uh, in December.
2: Yeah. Oh,
3: okay. Oh, I might make that one then.
0: Yeah, it's close by. Isn't
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think that's
0: on a Saturday I'm working again and there's no way I'm going to try and get in the bath sort oh, of the Christmas afternoon market. At Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Christ March, it was a fucking yeah. nightmare this year yeah. cause people just walk into the road. Because <laughs> I think there's traffic lights every fucking three houses. People just walk into the road because they assume you're not moving fast enough to do any real damage if you hit them. Ridiculous. <laughs> but they're insane. Uh, but yeah, for me, it's not another Comic-Con on Saturday. Uh, where I'll be with Tales 1 and 2. And, um, yeah, then Nottingham at the end of the year. Uh, Leamington, I'm working, but I'm hoping I can... If I can finish early enough, I might get up in the afternoon. Well,
3: that'd be nice. Do try.
0: Just yeah. to pop in. And, um, yeah, like I say, Nottingham end of the year, where I'll be there with Tales 1 and 2 again. And I'm hoping to have the robot thing printed by then. Oh, Nottingham, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm looked to to that. Possibly some other things, depends. Like I say, I'm just playing around at the minute, so... I'm under no delusions that people want to buy my shit. <laughs> <laughs> of course they do. Plus, of course they I'm they constantly do. selling them on a Comic-Con. I can't keep selling them on other shit. But like, I mm. also made this. It's like, fuck off, we bought a ticket.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, no, that's awesome. Cheers for doing that. That's uh, no, a pleasure. Yeah. yeah we had a good oh, really there for an and a half, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully the uh, next generation of con organizers have got some stuff to think about. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> or we put so them nice right off. do it. <laughs> well yeah i'd say if you're going in it for money don't bother
3: no exactly if you're going in
0: it for glory don't bother
3: no i'll
2: just go into it for the girls that's how it works for me oh tony it doesn't really and on that note
0: (laughs) (laughs) cheers guys cheers guys and that's it for this special con edition of the nerds who haunted themselves podcast i'd like to thank tony and is again for being on the Episode and talking cons with me. I had a really good time. Uh, hopefully that came across, and hopefully you guys really enjoy it too. Um, you can find more of the nerds who haunted themselves online at Facebook.com/forward/slash/hauntednerds. Uh, you can find us on the OKTrueBelievers.com website. Uh, if you click on the podcasts, it will drop down with the various things. Uh, you can find Haunted Nerds on Podbean.com, so HauntedNerds.Podbean.com, and uh, you can find me on Twitter as at TokenNerd. You can find Tony Esmond on Twitter as at S O E S, and I believe Iz is on Twitter, but I think her thing's locked to private, so I won't give it out because, you know, rude. Um, yep, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next week with episode four of Why Comics, where I'll be joined by the mighty Sarah Millman, uh, where we will be talking, I'll be asking her the question, Why Comics, and then we'll have a Random chat, we go off onto some wonderful tangents. Uh, it sort of crosses over a bit with this as well because we talk about commons too on there. So, uh, yeah, until next week, I uh, hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you like what you hear, subscribe. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, like I say, uh, Spotify, I believe we're on as well. Uh, any of those, uh, leave us a review if you feel like it, subscribe, and uh, yeah, that'd be great. Uh, until next time, keep spreading the four color word.
1: Have an awesome week, and yeah, see you next week. Bye.